so show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. Hey, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias. Hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Hey. Pero no hay boda, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. <ríe> muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Me la voy a llevar la toa para un VIP, un VIP. Ey. Saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarnos un selfie. Say cheese. Good morning. Happy New Year, everyone. That is the first message of the Carrasco Show here on your favorite radio station, Saga 9:60 AM. Yes, I know we are not part of this giant corporate conglomerate, but who cares? Here's where the thinking minds come to hang out on Saturday mornings. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Greg Carrasco, your host. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show uh, for the last six or seven years. I don't even remember anymore, but uh, the show has grown to expand onto many, many, many different things. And uh, here we are. Um, you, if you want to call us, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We are live. Um, I took last Saturday off for New Year's. I went to visit my mama. Mama? <laughs> mama? <laughs> mama. Mama Dukes. <laughs> what is that? Mama? I uh, I hadn't seen my mom in about four years, man. That was four uh, years. Yeah, it was a long time. You know, I um, I was trying to think how long have I seen my mom in the last thirty five years in person, like in 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 in, in actual in face actuality, to face. face to face. <laughs> and uh, I have seen my mom uh, approximately because I I don't really remember for sure um, seven days. Like complete seven days, like twenty-four hour days in the last thirty-four years, and before then, I probably saw my mom. I don't know after the age of five or so, uh, maybe a month. So grand total, it, yeah, grand total. So it's a, uh, it's been an interesting uh, relationship with my mom. But um, you know, as she gets a little bit older, and uh, and I get a little bit wiser. Uh, I've gotten to appreciate decisions that were made a long time ago that impacted my life, you know, tremendously growing up, my sister and I anyways, and, you know, it's, it's, it's time, you know, to bury the hatchet, you know, you, you need to go down there, 
uh, understand the old lady and, uh, and, 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 and empathize with the struggle. You know, growing up in Chile in the uh, 50s and 60s, it certain, wasn't certainly a, a cakewalk. No, absolutely, and, absolutely. And uh, it, it was wonderful because this is the first time that I spent a New Year's in Chile since I left. How was it? It was insane. <laughs> like, it, it, indifference, like, did you party? Did you, was it well, well, like a get-together? You see, like... in, in, in Chile, people really don't go out to, to, to party on, on New Year's. Okay. Um, people come to your house. Uh-huh. So we had close to 50 people at my Aunt Ruth's house. And, um, you know, we, we bought, I don't know, 30 pounds of meat. Because anyone that knows and is around me understand that I'm the epitome of a carnivore. <laughs> and uh, 30 pounds of meat and Chilean salads and... Nice. Mm, How's the food? Oh, oh dude, yeah. dude, it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, 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 my God. Never mind. That was leading another <laughs> oh, round. Yeah. Was leading. Okay. It's <laughs> amazing. No, it's, it's, okay. it's disgustingly amazing. I, I swear to God, I, I must have put on like 10 pounds in a week. Oh, nice. <laughs> in nice. a week. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that... That I've always said, and and I guess a lot of people don't understand uh, unless you're an immigrant and you you you've made the decision, one of the toughest decisions of anybody's life, which is to leave your uh, the country you were born and your family and your friends and your network and and your high schools and your job and and just pick up and go mm-hmm. to look for a better future now. Because you were running away from problems or you simply were unhappy with your situation at the time and you decided to just pick up and go and you start a whole new life in the other side of the world is is not an easy thing to do no, because, absolutely not, yeah. because now even even uh, even though I was born there and I lived there until I was 17. Uh, when I go back there now, they know I'm not from there. Mm-hmm. You stand it, out. I stand out, yeah. but also here, they know I'm not from here. Anyone try to press you? Uh, what do you mean? Like, you know, just, hey, you know, just cause you any trouble. Down then, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, there, there are some things, there are some valuable life skills that you learn when you grow up in the favelas or the ghettos, mm-hmm. and that is situational awareness. You uh, you can have a pretty good understanding, and it doesn't take me very long until I get acclimatized, mm-hmm. and then you start seeing, you know, the code behind the matrix, and you know when something's about to go down. It's 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 in the eyes, man. I'm telling you, it's in the eyes. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't know danger. Um, and you have never looked at it in the eye, you you can't recognize it. That's why, you know, people that were born and raised here, they're sitting ducks whenever they go somewhere else. You know? they, they, they never know what the hell they're getting involved in. But, um, Look at Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I, I went, I was, you know, I'm very fortunate, but last year I went to Mexico a pile of times mm-hmm. and uh, I felt 100% safe in Mexico. Like, I, I understand that world. A world in which is... Um, you know, violence is what keeps the peace. Is is a world that I recognize. Eat or be eaten yeah, kind that of I mentality. That I recognize yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, you know, in Canada, only the bad guys are the ones that have the guns. <laughs> only the bad guys are the ones that are somewhat allowed to, you know, commit violence and, uh, you know, for the most part, to get out of jail scot free because of our new, you know, ideologies that are being forced upon us on society. is uh, It's an interesting world now. Um, going to Chile was a very interesting exercise, and uh, 
I, I need to find an eloquent way to explain what I saw because, um, you know, I, I've always steered clear from conspiracy theory. Uh, on my show, there is a lot of people, the you know, with a tinfoil hat, you know, talking about lizard people and whatnot, and I, I try to steer clear of that um, because if I were to define my political ideology, I would say that I'm a centrist. I I'm very very social. Uh, socially liberal and uh, I am fiscally conservative I I believe in smaller government I believe in individual rights and in in opportunities and and your right to property and and your right to own guns and whatnot but I also I don't care who you married I don't care who you sleep with I don't care if you want me to call you Sally I'll call you Sally it doesn't matter to me honestly yeah. I don't do you man <laughs> do Absolutely. you just don't force me to do anything that that I don't want to do mm-hmm. and that's you know there's where I draw the line you know your your freedom ends where my freedoms begin, begin exactly. and uh, you know live and let live sort of thing but um, so I, I I don't put myself into any, either side of the political equation now, uh, over the last little while, you may think, oh, most people you think that would think that you're a conservative, and perhaps. Um, unfortunately, there are some pivotal issues in the conservative side of uh, the government here in Canada that I, I, I cannot stand behind. I can't. I just won't. So on that basis, I just I'm a political orphan. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, when I landed in Chile um, a couple of weeks ago, I was. Uh, I was ast- astonished uh, is the is the word to describe what I saw uh to see how similar the breakdown of society is happening in Chile almost textbook and carbon copy of what's happening here in Canada it seems like you know when somebody used to talk to me about a global agenda I used to say nah come but, on but, come but, on man come on but realistically mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that what other countries that are that are kind of developing or close to developed or try to meet that whole um, American Canadian kind of lifestyle standard type? You know, don't don't you think? Of course, they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna replicate the same laws. I don't think so. I, I think they're trying to make their own little happy land, right? Oh, like, they, it used to be, but let yeah. me put it to you, uh, you know, in a different way. I was born and raised during the one of the most brutal dictatorships in the 20th century, during uh, Augusto Pinochet Ugarte. He was the the dictator while I lived in Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some. He committed some heinous crimes like it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you said anything against the government, uh, you will not be. Killed. I mean, ultimately, that's what we found out, but you would be made disappeared. Mm. So there is a museum downtown Santiago that is called the Museum of the Disappeared, in which they have close to 300,000 pictures of the people that never found again. Um, And now all those people were part of the Communist Party that, um, according to the military dictatorship, had completely destroyed the country, um, you know, during the government of Salvador Allende, which, you know, what took place in Chile. So when the military coup took place in 1973, September 11, 1973, um, the, uh, the, the military government just came in and literally exterminated the Communist Party in, in Chile. Like, that's what they did. And just, if you were suspected of having anything to do with the Communist Party in Chile, that you were gone. Just you were the doors in and gone. Yeah, you were either made, disappeared, or, and buried in mass graves, or exiled. So there were hundreds of thousands of people that were exiled from Chile. Now, that was awful. 
terrible. Saying that, for the following two decades, Chile went into economic uh, reconstruction. So, you know, Chile happened to uh, reconstruct itself into a position in which Chile became the, the most powerful economy in Latin America, period. There was no, even though Brazil was 10 times the size, mm-hmm. uh, Chile was a larger um, economical superpower than than Brazil was, and uh, just like that from Argentina and every other country in Latin America, uh, and there were some very basic principles that they followed. I mean, they, you know, it was a it was an economy of uh, free markets and whatnot. And you know, one thing leads to another. You know, what used to be common knowledge then it quickly became forgotten, and uh, people that uh, were not even born when the uh, the disaster of Salvador Allende in the country took place. Now, you know, some people say that you know this was all a product of the CIA and 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 the intervention interventionist uh, ideologies of the United States and so on. You can you can call it whatever you want. Global right? agenda type. Yeah. Uh, again. Uh, but the reality is that Chile was in a good economical situation for a very, very, very long time. Now, you know, you, we can debate that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, during those, during those 40 years, I mean, um, from 1970 until 2010 or so, I saw my own family that, you know, just, just to put this in perspective for you, let me see, it's 8.14, and this is a pretty interesting conversation. Um, just to put it in perspective for you, my family came from my grandmother. My grandmother would have been right now, um, I think, 96. We, we did the math with one of my aunts. She would have been, this year, she would have been 96. Uh, when she was 17 years old, she came from the south of Chile into an empty land in Santiago, and they squatted. So this was a group of people that were homeless mm-hmm. and my grandma squatted. So they, they planted some sticks on the ground and said, okay, this is what we're going to call home. Um, and, um, you know, from there they, they had a, a tent community that, uh, had no running water, no bathrooms, no nothing. And grandma was there with, uh, with two or three kids trying to make it happen at the age of, you know, from 17 until 20. That's what all this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I grew up in the absolute ghettos of Santiago, mm-hmm. um, uh, I went back there, you know, I go back to that area every single time I go to Chile and every time I see progress, right? Uh, there are paved roads now, <laughs> you know, it's, it's progress in that area, big ups, big ups. but it's still very, 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 very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my grandma. So, but over the last, you know, over the following 40 years or so, I saw class mobility. Uh, when I left Chile, we we had just installed a house phone in 1989. Now, house phones have been around for, I don't know, 70 or 80 years, but mm-hmm. um, I only got to use an actual phone in my house for a week before I left Chile in 1989. Wow. Um, we, you know, cars were not a thing, uh, and we never had a bathroom inside our house, just to give you another idea. How old were you when you left Chile? Uh, when I left Chile, I was 17. 17. Yeah, I, I left on my own. I just, I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I left. You know, I I can't explain how this took place, but mm-hmm. it happened. And from that point forward, because there was an education was not available to the poor in Chile, we became a family of merchants. Everybody was selling something. That's what you do in Chile. If you don't have a profession, you sell things. Mm-hmm. And some people would sell stolen goods. Some people would sell 
bought goods. And my family was a very deeply Christian family. Um, in Chile, it's 90, 95% somewhat Catholic, but we were not Catholics. We were evangelical Pentecostals. And uh, anyone that has any understanding of um, the, the division and separations and distinctions between branches of Christianity understand that Pentecostals are hardcore evangelical Christians. Like I'm talking hardcore. Like my aunts couldn't wear pants or they couldn't cut their hair. You know what I'm saying? And smoking and drinking and swearing and dancing was just not a thing. We just didn't do it. So there was a, there was a very definitive morality that, that guided my, my house. So everybody was good. Everybody was good people. So, you know, little, little by little, they started to buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell and so on and so on. And they continued to do this for a long time. And, and they were a, a, able to amass enough money to be able to move out of that neighborhood. So they started to spread out. So every time I've gone back, you know, more and more people have left that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're all gone now because oh. when grandma passed away, the house was sold. And um, this 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 time that I went back was the first time ever that I was unable to get into that house because every time I can just finagle my way and talk to somebody, say, look, I left Chile and mm-hmm. so on. Can I see the inside of the house? This time I wasn't allowed because oh. it's been so long now. But saying that. Did you at least drive by it? Oh, no, I was outside. We took okay. pictures and stuff. I met my sister and whatnot. And, okay. and every time we go there, we go and see our neighbors because guess what? It's been 35 or so years since I left. Yeah. And the people that I left are still there. there. That's dope. And the neighbors are still there, which is something that we do not have here in Canada. You know, but I want to continue with the thought. Uh, if you have anything to say to me, call me. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. The show is brought to you by... Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity and yes I'm back at work <laughs> so if you need to make any car buying decisions before you do anything you need to come and see me because I live at that place I have no life let's take a short break you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show we'll be right back <laughs> When I cross the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. (laughs) I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, I'm Hansel Grace, and I'm here to let you know that if you want to be my friend, you got to be choked first. (laughs) Otherwise, there's no friendship between us. And you are watching The Greg Carrasco Show. Don't miss it, and don't blink it. Oh, yeah. 
are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show that is mostly not about cars and the lines are open. Today is Saturday, January the 7th and it's 8.23, 8.24 in the morning. What? You had to check? Really? Yeah, man. I don't... Uh, you know, this the is... the first one of the year. Listen to me. This is the first time that I have taken this much time off of work since I started working in my, you know, in my life, which was when I was nine. What was that like? Were you like scratching your head like, oh, I'm going to lose it? I It's the weirdest thing. Like I, you know, my last day at work was on December the 23rd. You remind me of Jyoti then. What do you mean? Because like during this whole holiday break, during the beginning of it, mm -hmm. I'm like, Jyoti, just bye-bye. Don't come to the studio. Just bye-bye. She's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> She's here next thing in the morning. Just, oh yeah, I forgot to do one thing. Like, I, I can't on. do it. I can't, I like, cannot do it. I have never taken two weeks off in my entire life. And this was the first time. And I tell you, I recommend it. <laughs> oh, there you Here's where it starts. <laughs> no, no, dude, listen, I, every year I have been cashing out my vacation. I, I, I have put myself in a position in which I have a, a pile of weeks worth of vacation. And uh, every year I just get them paid off in, in 2023 started so i mean uh, 2022 was so awful at the beginning of the year that i thought you know some things have got to change around here and uh from it was the rona that really gave you a check no, no from the absolute worst christmas i have er that i had ever had in my entire life in 2022 yeah. i went to probably the the best christmas i've ever had this year and uh, it was a mindset thing you know, it was a mindset, uh, you know, pushing for things that uh, that you think you want, but um, maybe they're not for you. It's something that comes in the way of exploring new possibilities. And uh, uh, this this last, you know, six months or so have been quite remarkable in my life. And I'm very, very grateful for all the people around it. But, uh, you know, again, let me just finish a thought when, when I was going to Chile. So, um, you know, going back to the neighborhood where everybody is still there, the sense of community never left. And, and here uh, I find that most people move into a, a house just to not pay the, uh, the, the taxes on the capital gains. And then immediately after they can make enough positive equity on their home, uh, and they don't have to pay taxes and boom, they're gone. Boom. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Everybody is gone. Um, with very few exceptions, you know, <laughs> After 20 some odd years in Oakville, there is only one neighbor that I know. And it's my buddy Jeff that used to live, um, is, was my next door neighbor where my ex-wife lives now. <laughs> he was the one that signed my infamous separation agreement with my ex-wife and I. Shout out, Jeff. You know, <laughs> shout out to Jeff. <laughs> when we thought that we could actually solve it amicably. <laughs> so we were more <laughs> under the delusion that we could do that. But anyways... So what's happening in Chile is the exact same thing that's happening here, folks. And that if you think that this is only a Canadian thing, is is crazy. Uh, for the first time ever uh, since before Pinochet, uh, Chile erected a communist government. So there is a communist president in Chile right now. Uh, they are, you know, they're pushing for all this um, extreme left ideology. Uh, the uh, the postmodernists have taken over the world. And, uh, you know, about four weeks ago, they announced the ban of long rifles and and, uh, and guns that normally 
farmers use to protect their farms, they announce that too. Uh, if you say the wrong pronoun on somebody, you you could land the, you know the risk of going to jail. Nice. Um, people are just pouring onto the country. Immigration is 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 out of control. I I visited downtown Santiago, mm. and I did not recognize anyone. I mean, they were not Chileans. Downtown Santiago is mostly you know illegal immigrants that has just filtered into the government, and um, they get preference over the the Chileans that are there. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm all for immigration. I am an immigrant of Canada myself. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you know, charity star- starts at home. If you cannot keep your own affairs in order, how can you possibly allow more people in here? Absolutely. You know, I was reading the news last week that last year was a record year for Canada, letting in half a million people. Where are you mm-hmm. going to put these people? You know, have you seen the <laughs> have you seen the waiting uh, hours at the waiting times at local hospitals? It's we can't even nuts. we can't even look look after our own people. Well, well, housing too. There's a housing crisis that we have going on. You yeah. know, there's not enough houses out there for people. Well, the problem is this: that even if there were, people can't afford them because with interest rates that are prime, it's almost seven yeah. percent. Most people cannot afford a house. So, look, I, all I'm saying to you is that at some point, you know, we as a society need to start understanding that are we better off today than we were five, six years ago. And I think that most of us can agree that we're not. So life in general, you know, whether it's your government, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationship or your, you know, your personal life by and large, even your, you know, jujitsu training for that matter. It's all about direction. It's not about position. Okay. So, you know, if you put a dot on a whiteboard randomly uh, and you ask, is that good or bad? You know, there is no point of reference. You have no idea what that is. So that in that position where we are today means nothing. So all you need to do is very simple. You look back. Are you better off than you were last year? So based on that, you put the dot high or low. So if last year you were better, you know, you put a dot a little higher back here for last year. And then now you look, you draw a straight line between those two points. In an arrow at the end of it. You got to be honest with yourself. Too. You have to be honest with yourself. Are you better off now than you were a year ago? Is Canada better off today than it was five years ago? Are you personally better off? Are your relationships better off? Is your physicality, is your, is your fitness better off? And unless you do something about it, the Maybe. course will continue. Yeah. You know, and, and realistically, I think it all really starts with figuring out what car you drive, you know? <laughs> hey, no, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. It's the new time in year. It's 2020. No, I was going to say it's 2022. It's 2023. It's Jordan year, baby. Jordan year. You what know? is Jordan year? Oh, it's, so my, it's my Jordan year, too. Oh. In the Jordan year. Oh, wow. Yeah, Look at this. I know. Okay, what does that mean? Can, can so you explain Jordan's, to me? Here, you do this. You're the so guy. Michael Jordan wore number 23. Who is Michael Jordan? Oh, okay. We're going to go on a long <laughs> yeah, no, commercial break. I know when he's joking. That wasn't video for this guy. That was a serious question. He was—he was like some basketball player. He so, was like—he was like a role player. So you should watch the NBA from is, episode oh, one. Is—is he, is he one of those people that uh, are confused because they're famous that they are important? Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah, of those ones these yeah. days. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. Like, yeah, what you know? What impact did they have? Like, I mean, you can say, "Oh, he was a perfect role model for young athletes." Andrew Tate, blah, 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 blah. Huh? What? <laughs> what about Andrew Tate? <laughs> I'm just saying. Did you, like? I just want to touch up on the whole news. I don't understand why was he arrested. What was it like? Uh, apparently, there are some charges of sex trafficking or something. Oh, I on the other end, there's one of his. Uh, I don't know if it's his wife, his girlfriend, yeah. or just a. Uh, just a you know friend, but she's saying it was just a publicity stunt. 
Is that what they say no, it was? I, I, I'm just saying I saw one video, you know. Well, I look, I, I'm sorry I have to use this type of language, uh, but um, get the mute button ready. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you if you are hoping that um, the charges are correct, you're an idiot because you are actually hoping that some crime was actually committed on victims. That's not a good thing. That's I most true. certainly hope that uh, this isn't that the right the charges are not right. That uh, this is something that uh, is a misunderstanding. I I certainly hope that that's the case because then that becomes a victimless crime. Yeah. I don't. If you know, if ultimately he committed those things that they say, he should be punished with every single strength of the law. I don't have any issues with yeah. that, regardless. Um, of but if it, it did occur or not, he's trying to make a joke out of it by even if it is a publicity stunt. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, look, I mean, I don't I don't think that we live in the old adage that you are innocent until proven guilty. It no longer exists. Come on, man. Who are we kidding today? The, uh, the Our legal system, for the most part, is an absolute joke. And uh, if you think that fairness plays into our legal system, you are, you are truly delusional. You have confused yourself that you live in a movie in which that actually happens. Yes, Jacob. Yeah, no, I mean, I always come back to the example of, I know I'm always the one who ties everything to sports, but Deshaun Watson, uh, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns this past offseason or, or last year, rather, he had to settle uh, about 20 charges with 20 different uh, massage therapists on uh, account of uh, sex- sexual misconduct. And all the char- charges were dismissed in court, but it was pretty obvious to you know most people you get involved with that many incidents clearly something's wrong there and the league and everyone kind of just brushed over it as if nothing happened he got paid a ton of money the browns traded for him and now he's playing in the in the NFL well but look at it this way okay let's say that something bad did take place and there is an arrangement between the victim and the perpetrator is that part of the legal system is part is is that part of the legal tools of the those crazy people have available to them yeah, I mean, so you know, this is we either we either comply and get behind our legal system and the tools available to everyone, or we or we toss it all up in the air and say, you know, this is all rigged. You're basically guilty until proven innocent. Well, in like, I mean, yeah, honest. I mean, let's I, be I, honest. As simple as this may be, or as um, you know, maybe we're over overly simplifying, you know, the exchange here, but um, that's the reality of what it is right now. Um, we, we have the reasonable doubt. We have the innocent until proven guilty. But these days, everybody has already made up their mind as to whether somebody is guilty or not. And uh, there is a lot of people that would like to see Andrew Tate go down in flames. There's a lot of people that think that he is a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Does he say crazy things sometimes? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. He says the craziest things. Uh, But there is a lot of wisdom in a lot of the things that he said. So if you are throwing the the baby out with the bathwater, I would... You know, reckon that you need to check yourself on that one and and listen. Check listen. yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> sure, I um I, I do think that um they are you know I think that the government, the Romanian government, is under a tremendous amount of pressure to shut this guy down because he's creating a lot of noise, man. 
he's creating a lot of noise. And I'll tell you, you know, masculine males are not wanted in this new system because, you know, those are the guys that will stand up and fight. And the, the new system doesn't want you to stand up and fight. So that's what, that's, that's what the whole thing is about. You know, you mm. want to have people that say yes and comply. They say jump, you say how high, you're brain dead. You got a bullet in your head. That's what the song says, no? Which song is this? Bullet in the head. Look it up. A Rage Against the Machine. Uh, yeah, Can you that, find yeah, it? I was going to say, I think that's a Rage Against the yeah, Machine. Yeah, that's Rage song. Against the Machine. It's if like you, Liver King. Same thing. Same situation. Oh, he's just a con artist. Yeah, 20 like million he, that lawsuit. Jeez. 20 what? 20 million. 20 million? Yeah, from people that have purchased his uh, uh, fitness routines or his products and all that type of stuff. They're all like banding together, doing like a, uh, what do you call those? Uh, class action, action lawsuit. Well, listen. If you are if you are buying fitness uh, <laughs> tips from a guy that eats uh, bald testicles on on social media and thinking that you're gonna get a six pack without putting the work, the jokes on you, man. <laughs> the jokes on you. I don't look. There is no shortcut to success. I know he. If anybody tells me that hey, he Jacob. that he is not on yeah, on, uh, like, it's on the funny supplements, <laughs> he, 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 he honestly like he and he's not real. Like he's on supplements. Like he he very clear and he's admittedly is like. You can't. You mean he's you on can't steroids look like that without. Yeah, he is on steroids. Yeah, but he was caught. Yeah. You know, he claimed that he was all natural just by eating, uh, eating bald testicles, which is a problem because you can't look like that without steroids. Like, uh, look, man, I've tried. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> and and when it comes to the gym, I'm I'm nuts. I can. I'll train seven days a week, twice a day. And you can't, man. I'm sorry. Unless you are just a genetic freak, an absolute freak, mm-hmm. you cannot achieve those levels of low fat without having some chemical assistance, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, we, we live in strange times, man. We, we certainly live in strange times. What is your take on Andrew Tate? Because you are the you are the honestly, target I, audience. I, I honestly just brought it up because it was just like you know some news that was just kind of laying over. But to be honest with you, at this point in age, this is just my point of view. I just think everything that anyone does is just for either you know followers and stuff. And I don't even know if that's really the real Andrew Tate or if that's just a persona that he's put up in the front just to, I don't know, manipulate an audience and make a following so he could, I don't know, do what Liver King does. You never is, know, man. Isn't that the game all along? I mean, isn't, isn't that what celebrities do and become famous for doing absolutely nothing? Yeah, but at the same time, like... Not to toot your own horn, but like, look at you. You're the same guy on the mic and off the mic. It's not like you're putting up a persona. You're the same guy that sits at the studio here. And on Monday morning, if I come to buy a car from you, which by the way, we have to talk of, um, I know it's going to be the same guy. I don't have to worry about, okay, this guy's putting up a front and giving me, okay, I'll give you this much uh, on air. And when I go up to him face to face, it's going to be like, he, 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 you didn't read the fine print. He, he. Well, but that's the reason why I'm not a billionaire. (laughs) It would be so much easier if I just, you know, talk nonsense here and then I become somebody else when I, when I, when I'm off the show. Now, the reality is that I do, I do, I do believe that we all, we all, all humans live two different lives. We all do. 
In what way? Like we one all, in your head and one in like in real world? Well, you know, one one within, you know, the, the, the public eye, one within your acquaintances and the people that kind of know you. And then you have another private life with, with your loved ones, with the, the ones that you have intimate relationships with. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you everybody has a couple of lives. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's Carl Jung's, uh, you know, basis for existence. I mean, you know, talking about the shadow is something that is a, a very, very common, uh, you know, theme in relation to human psychology we only the people that, that understand the depths of their shadow is are the ones that are able to reach some of the highest levels of success mm-hmm. simply because you need to have a balance Absolutely. you know if you have capacity for good you need to have the same capacity for evil otherwise you cannot protect whatever accomplishments you may have when you did good you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so in 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 being aware of your capacity to do evil and not you know and I I have quoted this gentleman many, many, many times, and I will never really stop because I do believe that he's one of the most influential men of our time. Um, you know, Professor Jordan Peterson always said the same thing. You, you need to turn yourself into a monster. Uh, a harmless man is not a good man. Mm-hmm. A harmless man is a useless man. Uh, a good man is a dangerous man that keeps that danger under voluntary control. If you don't have the capacity to wreak havoc on the world, you do not have the capacity to defend the people you love end the story absolutely and uh, if you kinda are like, not it's kind of like they're saying how are you going to protect your family if you got dimples right if you if you have dimples <laughs> yeah, i read that somewhere i read that i'm not joking i'll, I'll find this for you that's, this a, that's for you. a curveball man yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> what do dimples have to do with protecting your family hey, when sometimes i just have these memes that pop in my head just allow them okay so jacobs could could never uh, protect his family he's got dimples look I at do? them do I? I don't know. I don't know. You know I don't know if I can see them here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can get a poll from the audience. Do I have dimples? I don't think I do. Does he have dimples? Oh, I, don't, I don't think I do. Uh, we are looking for dimples, folks. Uh, if now, you have dimples, if, call in. If you have, <laughs> if you want to call us, two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. We're going to be talking about cars in a couple of minutes. Uh, but if you have anything to say, anything to share, anything to talk to me about your New Year's resolution, what you're going to be doing differently in the year 2023, which I think is a mistake if you do, uh, call me, 289-275-9600 is a phone number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Mr. Todo el Mundo, sensato del patio. Queremos darle una bienvenida a todas las mujeres que hacen vino por todo el mundo. Yo la conocí en un taxi, en camino al club. Yo la conocí en un taxi, en camino al club. Me lo paró. 
<laughs> You're listening to the Greg Carrasco show. If you have anything to say, anything at all, call me 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We are live today, Saturday, January the 7th, 2023. 2023. Yerd. Huh? You haven't heard that? No? That's crazy. I got you. Yeah, you heard Yerd. 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 What is that? Is this another way of saying you heard? Yerd. Yerd. Mm. But you got to say it like in a really kind of cool way. Yerd. Yeah, that was... Yerd. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come that on. That's so cool. That, no, you, you cool, man. You cool. Thank you. you. know, just like I learned another word. Uh, the other day, I went to the one of my jiu-jitsu academies and I was wearing my... Uh, you know, my, my satchel, my yeah, yeah. merce, you know, and somebody said, yeah, and somebody said, hey, that's, you know, you, you're always wearing the nice drip. I said, what, drip? What do you oh, mean? Oh, you never heard drip? drip. I've said, I think I've said drip to you before. I, I don't yeah. think so. And if you I did, if you yeah, said it, I never yeah. really paid attention. What does drip mean? Like new gear and stuff? Yeah. You got to be icy. You got to drip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can continue with those guys. <laughs> Is this? Are we getting into uh, Toronto vernacular? Is that no, what is it, that what we're doing right it, now? This is my. This is. It's the Jordan year, so it's going to be all slang this year for me. <laughs> okay, so yard. So probably ninety five percent of the show is not going to have any idea what you're talking no about. No idea. If you get an email from me just saying sup, that's just me saying. What I up. actually do. I, I don't sub? know where does just the term drip S-U-P. originate from. I actually, don't sup. Know. What's up? Oh, what's up? Okay, I, instead of what's up? Yeah, just or sup. instead of how are you today? You know, it's just sup. No, I'm just gonna sup. raise my head up. Where it's just, that's it, man. That's, that's it. it. Not that's it. It. yeah. Sup. That's it. Sup. You know, is you know when guys communicate on the street, there's only two ways of doing that. You know, you, you yeah. it's a not up, and it means what's up, and yeah. the and not down you means good? respect. Yeah, like you, respect. You good? Respect. Yeah, that's it. That's respect. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, guys are simple, man. We're yeah, we're simple great. to make happy. Just be, people make it complicated. Yeah, make it complicated. Now you wanted to talk about cars. Now uh, I want to talk about two things. Uh, apparently, my friend Money here needs a car, but also I want to know. What your New Year's resolutions are or were, and uh, how I a hundred percent disagree with people making New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any? Because we're going to argue right now. No, I do not. You have no New Year's resolution? None. Wow, that's amazing. Because I know I'm just going to break it within the 24 hours. So. Oh, so you gave up before oh, you even saw you were worse, bro, man. Listen, yeah, 11.59, <laughs> I knew it. Except my decision on my 12 o'clock is no change. Not today. Yard. Have you guys seen Yard. the memes that are going around about, like, gym owners? What? On, yeah. on January 3rd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, basically, like, gym owners cow. are just racking in the dough for the first week of the year, and then it's just a steady downfall oh, after that. it's so that. true, though. It's absolutely true. It is true, true. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, the reality is this, folks, that um, nobody should have number one a bucket list. I don't, I don't believe that you should have those things. Uh, nobody should be expecting presents for Christmas or for your anniversaries or for your birthday. You shouldn't. And also, I don't believe that anybody should have New Year's resolutions. Of course. Let me explain. Jacob, you know, as a grown-up, when I need something or I want something, guess what I do? Go out and get it. I go out and get it. If not, hustle to get it. Whatever. Yeah. So if I see a pair of shoes that I like. Some Jordans. Uh, not Jordans. I do not like Jordans, man. You know, Why? this is, can you, Money, yeah. can you tell the world what I'm wearing right now? 
Oh God, they're Uggs. <laughs> Greg loves his Uggs. Loves them. He's like a Uggs. he's like a teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> Boots with the fur. Yeah. And the whole world looking at her. That's is that yeah. is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yes. Songs about you. You know. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't care. You can judge me all you want, but Uggs are the absolute most comfortable shoes that I have ever had. The other ones are the Balenciaga uh, sock shoes. You know the ones I made it into the song? Those are comfy? Dude, it's like you're walking on a cloud, man. Can you bring them next time? I want to try those. Sure. Yeah. Sure, no problem. You know, I'd say that uh, those Balenciaga sock shoes, Yeezys. Really? Are, dude, Yeezys are unbelievable. Now, uh, you know, you need to be careful with, you know, with what you support. And, uh, you know, I'm not this, me saying that it's not an endorsement. Yeah, I was going to say those <laughs> are two brands, just two red alerts. Just, <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the sounder for that one, right? Uh, listen, I am. I'm just saying that they're very, very comfortable shoes. Oh, I, I missed the Balenciaga part too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you're anyways, them. the um, those two and Uggs are the absolute most comfortable shoes that I have ever had, and I can't get enough of them. I, I will say, for as much as I do love Jordans, they're not very comfortable. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and you wear yeah. them. You wear them purely to. Show people, hey, I have Jordan. I have Jordans, yeah. Yeah, and you got to walk like a stick figure too, because if you get creases on them, then it's like oh, I don't care about that. I if, if I crease mine, I don't care about all because I, I like wearing my shoes. I don't understand the people who buy a pair of Jordans and then just hide them and never no. pull them so out. So, would you think that it's a flex if I buy a, a pair of three thousand dollar Jordans and I just beat the crap out of them? What the Dior ones? Sure, yeah, sure. Why not? Make a YouTube video. Call me. I'll shoot it. <laughs> Jacob's looking at us like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Listen, if you if you hey, are, no, I, I respect your hustle. You're no, just you're you. always looking for uh, money. For He's always looking for yeah, money. Exactly. Money's always looking for money. No pun intended. But if you are looking for shoes, I know a dude. Really, you know, top tier fades down on uh, Kerr Street and Rebecca. My, you know, my buddy Leo there, dude, man, they have everything like yeah. everything from you know Yeezys to Jordans whatever Jordans whatever you want when it comes to running shoes they have them there and they're, they're wrapping them in saran wrap so people can't try them on it's the funniest thing that's smart huh? that's smart so people can't put them on yeah that no that's smart though no but look I never thought that you can actually buy a pair of running shoes, Jordans, Nikes, for three thousand dollars. Are you are you people crazy? Yeah, it's crazy oh, brother, because so they they just don't produce a lot of them, and they go like they sell out so fast because everyone wants them. But why? Because they look fancy. They look fancy. But you know what? Who who wins with this? I I don't get it, folks. I'm looking at them. I, I you know, money has taken the time to load up his laptop. Yeah, see, those ones are crazy though, the Dior Jordan ones, yeah. because those are also retailed for a lot of money too. Yeah, and those were look, super look at limited. This guy on YouTube. He bought them for twenty thousand. He's spilling. Yeah, that's crazy. I that I don't know if I can get behind. That's type of But like Let's uh, that looks photoshopped. I'm sorry, man. That looks photoshopped. Show them the show them the Chicago ones. The Chicago, the Chicago ones, because those are that's the the original silhouette, the original colorway. When Michael Jordan first got his own shoe, it was this shoe right here. So this one, 
No, uh, those are the Dior no, ones. I think I that's didn't, no, not okay. the Dior, like just the original yeah. Chicago ones, not not Dior. Well, look at it this way: when I, I remember getting into this into this trend back in the eighties, and in the eighties, uh, Pumas were a really really big deal. Oh, these ones. Um, these ones. These okay. are the originals. Those that's, are the original. Th- th- those are the ones that Michael Jordan wore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so those things were a big deal. Yeah, uh, you know, I I still remember when uh, when the movie Terminator came out, mm-hmm. and um, the guy John Connor's dad. Do you remember? You watched the movie Terminator, the guy that ultimately ended up sleeping with Sarah Connor, and they made John Connor. This guy, uh, you know, is uh, is brought from a, you know in a time machine and uh, lands naked and breaks into a uh, into a department store. And next thing you know, he pulls out a pair of Nikes, high top Nikes, and puts them on. And it was like, whoa, dude, those are the shoes. And uh, then from that point on, everybody wants them. Everybody wanted them. Now. And then on top of that, you have Levi's. Levi's were a big deal down in the 80s in Chile, especially there was a serial number in the back, you know, 501. Mm-hmm. 501 was the actual serial number on the uh, on the tag on the back on jeans. You know, what do you call that thing? The um, uh, the belt buckle kind of. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that that leather thing that they put in the back of jeans. And it was 501 red tags. If you had those, you that's it, man. You're you, certified. No, man. You, you were certified to, to get a girlfriend. Mm. That's how big deal this thing. People would kill you for that downtown, you know, Santiago. If you were walking around with, with, with those type of shoes and those pair of pants, you were a liability to yourself. And this was in the 80s, right? This was in the 80s. Yeah, right? Nick, it's not going to work now, so don't take the notes. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not okay. going to work now. <laughs> uh, and for shirts, it was a, a Lacoste. If you had a Lacoste shirt in the 80s, you were the man. You were the absolute man. And whatever was old is new again. People are going absolutely nuts for crazy running shoes that nobody cares about. You know, even grown men are walking around with Jordans. Mm -hmm. You know, two of my best friends, Derek and Dave Sensei. You know, my Sensei Dave. Shout out, Derek. Shout out, Dave. <laughs> uh, my Dave <laughs> Sensei Dave walks around with his <laughs> with his Jordan is like as if I they're supposed to mean something. <laughs> That's funny though. <laughs> These are forty something year old men. <laughs> oh dude, they were all we we are we are doomed. That's all I have to say. We are doomed and the phone lines are open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. We are also a one price store, so we don't, you never have to negotiate with us. It, it is what it is, is there. So it's all about customer service. You are listening to the Greg Carrasco show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, what's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out, Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasso. 
just tuning in you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show here on Saga 960 AM we talk about everything whatever is on your mind we'll listen to you we know nobody else does the phone lines are open 289-275-9600 is the phone number 289-275-9600 is the phone number uh, we did give away a set of airpods a couple of weeks ago so the gentleman did show up at um, at my store and uh, I believe that I posted him on on Instagram so he became insta famous um, so we may do the same thing today uh, for the best phone call of the day you may get qualified to get a set of airpods courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity now traditionally I do my shout outs at the beginning of the show uh, and uh, I don't there was so many other things to talk about that um I forgot. So we're going to do it now. Uh, I want to send a big shout out to all my clients, uh, anyone and everyone that has decided to come down to Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity to do business with me and my team. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for supporting the cost. Thank you for supporting the message. Thank you for supporting our retail efforts of uh, customer service and fairness in relation to uh, the, a car buying experience that I always felt should never be based on the ability that you have to negotiate, but more so on our ability to earn your business from a customer service standpoint. Um, you know, what's happening today in the car industry certainly by design and I understand it but uh, now that negotiation is virtually gone and it is gone by and large um, now that stores that do a good job looking, af- looking after you are the ones that are going to thrive most certainly so to all the customers that um, choose to come and buy their vehicles and service their vehicles at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity because we can service anything. Uh, if if it's got a steering wheel and four wheels, you can bring it to me and we can service it. And all I promise you is fairness. Um, do we make everyone happy? No. No one can. Uh, but... Uh, 
you know, I, I promise you that we will do our absolute best to make sure that you are well taken care of on a transparent manner uh, in my service department. When it comes to service and parts, we have an outstanding, outstanding shop. So if you live in the Oakville area, uh, make it down to see us. I mean, we, we service luxury vehicles just like we service everything else. I mean... My used car lot in the Infinity side is is filled up with Mercedes and BMWs and Audis and Land Rovers and you name it. So we service those vehicles when before they go on, on a used car lot. Therefore, we can service your vehicles, period. So whatever it is that you are driving, uh, you can save some money, come down and see me, and we will take care of you. Uh, I also want to send a big shout out to all my other customers, my jujitsu customers, uh, the... Um, what started as a dream for two people, you know, myself and my partner Luis at the beginning of last year, has turned itself into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu revolution in Southern Ontario. And uh, Okta BJJ, O-C-T-A BJJ, will quickly become one of the largest Brazilian jiu-jitsu providers in Southern Ontario. Yes, Money. Question. Yes, sir. If I wanted to just come by and, you know, maybe watch a session before I sign up, possible? Of course. Yeah. Um, you can come down and I'll let you try the school for free. Just like everybody else is listening to the show. All you need to do is go to OctaBJJ.com and uh, select your locations because we have two locations right now, Oakville and Mississauga. And there are two more opening up before the end of the year, uh, Milton and Burlington. Um, so go to either Mississauga or Oakville, click on the website website and um, uh, it's going to say save my spot or you know trial classes and you can click send me your information and I will send you an invitation that invitation has some waiver forms that um, will make you qualify for our insurance and whatnot and uh, you will get a pass to come and try out the school for free for at least a week and see if we like you and you like us because whenever you are trying out our school we are trying you out in the sense that you know jujitsu is for everyone but not everyone is for jujitsu um, there are many people that uh, we are very very protective of the attitude and the vibe that people bring to the school um, we are a family oriented business we have close to 50 families that train together I mean moms and dads and their kids are coming to our school and training together as a family and we are of the firm belief that if you train together you stay together because now you have a common purpose you have a common goal and I've said it before you know families um, you know fathers and sons who train jiu-jitsu together can walk through life unafraid um, so I want to thank each and every one of my of our students, our members, our clients, because you, as a, as a member of our schools, of our academies, are our clients. And uh, the, the the Mississauga location is on a temporary facility right now because we are building a state-of-the-art um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy that just a few steps down the street, and it's going to be one of the largest facilities in Southern Ontario, uh, providing um, you know exclusive Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gi and no gi. Um, so that's that's happening within the next three to four weeks. But our Oakville location is is up and running and uh, we take a lot of pride in telling you that we are perhaps if not the cleanest martial arts school that you could ever possibly attend every single day that academy is 
chemically disinfected, medical grade disinfection. It gets vacuumed, it gets disinfected, it gets mopped, it gets sprayed. Everything from the door handles of the bathroom through the, you know, the toilet bowls to the chairs that people sit in while they wait, uh, watching the the closed circuit television for their kids to uh, to do their their jujitsu um, practice. Um, the I am, I'm, I'm so lucky. I'm, I'm such a grateful and lucky person uh, for being able to touch businesses and people see what we're trying to do and the businesses just explode. So my um, to my, my partner, Louise, my other two partners, Professor Toma and Sensei Dave, uh, I love you guys and you guys are amazing and uh, I'm so happy to have you as part of my uh, my other business. Um, you know, I have a bunch of business. I'm involved with lots and lots of different things. Um to the people at the dealership, to my staff, uh, all my managers, all the salespeople, service advisors, mechanics, parts people, accounting, you guys make me look good every single year. Last year was a phenomenal, phenomenal business year. And um, to my friend, to my family, to, to you know, to my partner, um, you know, I love you all. You guys are amazing. Um, you know, I... Uh, big ups. You know, big ups, man. Big ups. Uh, big hugs and, and respect from, from here, from Greg and the Carrasco Show. I love you all. You guys are amazing. You make me look good. I feel safe. Um, now, you are thinking about buying a car, Mr. Money. What's going on here? What happened with your with your uh, Tesla? <laughs> with your fake car, with your plastic car? I don't know, man. Talk to me. Just, just I don't know. I had to charge it. And? Ran out of juice on a highway. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, it's my dad's car still. Okay, so yeah. what? What? My how, can, car, how can I help you? Okay, my situation is just a very delicate one. I am looking for. You're a, a delicate person, so know, you know you have you. delicate situations. I know. Don't say anything. I, I know what you're going to say. No, I was going to say, didn't you? Oh. You just you just bought a not or not bought, but you had a new car that you refurbished. Oh, the old vintage car. Yeah, I guess you yeah. can't really drive that in the winter. No, 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 no. I, that's something I got to talk to. Over here, off the air, you know. So you're just going to have a whole roster now of cars. No, it's not even a five. roster or anything. It's just, okay, so the, the, the old vintage car is a project car, but I can't seem to find anybody. Anybody listening, please help me out. If you know how to work on a Ford 429 engine, help me out, bro. Like, come on. You but, you won't find a lot of those people, man. I, that's, you that's, yeah, you yeah. won't. You won't. Yeah. That's one of the problems with antiques, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the people that do work on them, have never they, they didn't know the car when they were new and uh the technology has evolved so much in ice motors that um that is very difficult to find those old school mechanics uh but what do you need what's wrong with the car what the vintage car yeah oh i need a full engine rebuild Oh, not okay, the engine's not bad. I just got some leaky spots here and there. There's some water pump issue. I know I don't want to get too technical into yeah. it. But long term wise, what I really want to do is of course like do an engine swap in the future. Yeah. Um personally I love the car. I love the shape of the car. The sixty two Continental, just the Continental series from Lincoln itself. Yeah. Holds like something close to me. But uh yeah, there's that why the, why that car? I'm just curious. I I don't know. I, the first time I saw it was uh, when, I think it was when I went to San Francisco to go see my uncle. It was me, Jyoti, and my eldest sister, Preet. Um, at the time, my cousin and my uncle and his entire family, they were living in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I think I was in grade three. It was like way back in the day, in the get-go. And... Um, yeah, we went there and I saw I saw this car there and it was really old and it had suicide doors. And at the time, I didn't know what a Rolls Royce was. Yeah. So for me, I was like, whoa, look at that. Look how the doors open. And 
I don't know, after that, I just kind of just fell in love with the shape and the body and just in general, just the car itself. And um, always wanted to have it. Always wanted to get one. And just ended up just getting one. Shout out, Pops. What up? Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm looking at it. It, it is a... It's a beautiful it is, car. It is a very... The boat. Do, do you have the white walls on it? No, right? No, that's... I got, I'm slowly getting to that. White walls are... Oh, my God. You don't even want to know. Why? They're that's, expensive, eh? It's, are you looking at, I think, eight or $800 for one tire? Yeah. Well, just for one tire. Yeah, the white walls. And then know, I, I told my uncle walls. about it, and he's like, bro, just... Just give me some spray paint. I'll deal with it. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's not <laughs> no, what you no, want. No, no. Did you tint the windows at all? No, no? nothing. Everything no. is uh, originally stock. I did put air ride suspension on it right now. So can you bounce it? No, it doesn't <laughs> bounce. It basically, anytime I turn it off, it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No. It's not one of those. No, no, no. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because whenever I think of older vehicles, um, you know, whether it's um, an El Camino, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of El Camino. Um, I think that you know my taste in cars always brings me back to the exact same vehicle, a 1969 to a 1971 Ford Mustang. Oh that's yes, hundred percent. That's where my, uh, in, that's where my taste goes, and uh, hopefully Mach ones, right? Um, well, that's a pretty expensive car, right? So, oh yeah, of course. Uh, I, I I hope that one day before Mustang I start, or Shelby. Uh, no, just Mustang. I I don't yeah. need you know. It's the same thing when I was driving Mercedes. Um, the AMG is great, but it's unnecessary. It's overkill, and you're gonna say, "Well, that's the whole point." Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I uh, I think that um, you know, it, at some point you get into overkill. You will never use it. It's unnecessary. You pay a crazy price, and um, no, I um. You know, I I knew uh, uh, I knew somebody once. I had a 1969 uh, Ford Mustang, Uncle Don, and uh, it was it was blue. It was in his garage, and I he allowed me to drive it, and uh, it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life because I've been in the car business for 30 some odd years now and I have driven just about every single thing that you can possibly think of from Lamborghinis to Bentleys to uh, I don't know <laughs> you you know you name it really I, uh, I, I've i driven them but uh, when I got inside that vehicle uh, that 1969 uh, Ford Mustang from Uncle Don uh, it was a four speed manual transmission I think it was a 380 I think mm. I think it was a 380 uh, the, the motor um, it's just it's the personality is the it's different. yeah it's the sound it's the smells is you know it's it's the is the the way that he, he just you know the creaks and rattles that come with is the theatrics you know when whenever sorry Jacob go ahead no so I just want to know I'm just curious so because earlier we were talking about shoes and how people can spend you know upwards of thousands of dollars on a pair of shoes but with cars it's kind of the same thing like a lot of people will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on a car you know i just what's it's funny you brought that up i kind of didn't carry the conversation over it's 2023 right okay a few centuries ago you could judge a person by their shoes yeah 
in this day and age, from my perspective, yeah. you can judge a person by what vehicle they drive. You think so, eh? I actually do believe so. Yeah, I, you know, working in the car industry, I can tell you the following thing. You cannot judge somebody by the car they drive because in most cases, mm-hmm. uh, they have a loan that is up to the wazoo. They don't own it really. Fair. And, uh, you know, whenever you have a lease vehicle, it's not theirs. It's just a rental. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, well, but they can afford the payments. Yeah. Sure, but the car is not theirs. Okay. So I don't think that you can. It's the same thing with a house. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you this. Uh, you know, uh, it has taken me 51 years to figure this out, okay, that mm-hmm. I don't know anything. At 51, I can tell you I don't know anything because everything that was told to me that uh, reflected success, that reflected, uh, you know, uh, finances and, and security and confidence and all those things, mm-hmm. none of them are true. There's a lot of people out there that just fake it. They fake it so well that you actually almost believe it. But you don't have to start scratching too deep, you know, in order for you to understand this. And some of the most successful and rich people that I know, you could never know. You so, literally would never know. You see them on the street and look, they look like bums. Because I, you know, if, if you look at the world from a different perspective, you know, we have been, we have been bred to be in a, uh, you know, a consumerist society. We are consumers. The machine makes you buy things. Uh, you know, all those holes that you have in your personal life and the lack of community and the lack of intimate and personal relationships. They, they create a, a void. They create a hole within your existence. And how do you fill that void? With oh, little, with little shots of dopamine. And how, what is the easiest thing to do? You buy things. Buy you a know, car. Yeah, you buy a car. You buy a house. You buy anything and everything. And then, then when you have a house full of things that you don't even use, then you realize that you're just as empty as you were before you started, except that now you're broke. What's that? But wouldn't you say, okay, so for someone who grew up with none of those things. Yep. Growing up, getting those things, wouldn't that give you some type of inner peace or, hey, I've made it. I can do this or like, no. That's what I thought. Yeah. You know, and I agree with you. Look, um, how can I explain this in a way that doesn't sound too bad? Okay. Um, I bear with me on this. Please, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 Jacob, yeah, yeah. bear 100%. with me. Uh, when, when, when I was in Chile, we, um, you know, we went to this place up in the Andes that is called the English Park or, you know, Parque Ingles, uh, which is in the seventh region of Chile. And then you have to drive up the Andes. You have to drive up the mountains, like deep, deep into the mountains. And on the top of the mountains, there are some, um, there are some springs that create this river at the very, very top of the mountain. Uh, but because Chile is a very volcanic land, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a desert. And, uh, you know, the mountains are not like what you see in, in Banff. Uh, it's, 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 it's a desert. Mm-hmm. When, when I was getting into the water, okay, um, I realized how Canadianized I had become because my feet hurt when oh I was stepping God. on the rocks. <laughs> you know, my feet were soft. And I remember back into my childhood when we didn't wear shoes. We didn't have money for shoes. So we had a thick layer of skin at the bottom of your feet that you can step on everything. So we had no shoes. And I still remember that, you know, once a year, my grandma, because my, you know, my parents left and ultimately we ended up living with my grandmother. My grandma was never home because now she had 12 kids to take care of, 10 or 12 kids, I can't remember now. And uh, so she was never home. And 
whenever she went to buy shoes, she would have to buy the cheapest shoes that she could possibly find so everybody had something to wear on their feet to go to school. So they would buy like plastic shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you, like me, uh, have ever worn plastic shoes. Uh, in the summer of 36, 37, 38 degrees, no socks. Um it's a very bad recipe for stench. Yeah. You know, it was acrid. The the smell was awful. And I, I will never forget this, Jacob. You know, I remember that they sent me to the local hairstylist or, you know, hairdresser at the time. And I sat on the chair and she started to cut my hair. And I remember the lady kind of, you know, sniffing. You know, I knew that she was smelling something. And she said to me, you smell so bad that you need to leave. And she left my head half cut because oh, I smell, you know, you think it's funny, but as an eight-year-old, that, that that marked me for life. Oh, You're the smelly kid um, on the block. Yeah, I had smelly shoes. I mean, I, you know, it, it, that's just the way it was. You oh, just God. stunk. Um, and so that right there set up uh, the perfect trauma in order for me to now have like, what, 60, 70 pairs of shoes that no one in the right mind should ever, ever have. I have a closet specifically for my shoes. Wow. Specifically for my shoes. And you choose to wear those? And in, in, in that closet, there are many shoes that have never been worn. They're there, so they're brand new. If I ever feel like putting brand new shoes on, they're there. So, you know, hold on a second. But here's the thing, though. Until you you deal with the trauma, that need that you have to overcompensate for all the, the voids that you had as a child is never enough. And this is the problem. It's never enough. You know, you think, oh, you know, you. I'm going to be happy when when I buy my first Rolex, I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you buy that Rolex and you want the next one and the next one and the next one and the very next one and so on and so on and so on. So when you look at fulfillment outside of your own existence, you know, from outside of your skin, you are l- playing a losing game. I do believe at my age, and I tell you, man, this is, this is through years of therapy, that happiness is not about how much you have, it's about how little you need. You know, if you have everything you need right now, you are richer than most people. But the problem is this, that we have been convinced that more is better, that bigger is better then faster is better. So we are removed from our existence of today, like the right now and said, no, this isn't enough. And the only way that I can find myself a way into some sort of happiness is by buying something. And who wins with that? I, you certainly don't. But I think, I, I guess you could argue with this too, and I guess we'll just do it when we You know, back. yeah, you know, why do we do that? You know, yeah. I, work on that thought for a second. Oh, absolutely. We're going to take a short break, folks. If you have something to say on this, call, call me, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Before you make any car buying decisions, you need to come and see me. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
noche rompemos. Al otro día volvemos. Tú sabes cómo lo hacemos, baby. Baby, the nice like fuego. We bought the spin of dinero. We party to the extremo, baby. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer, and you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Bell for the Phenom. Ready to strike. Let's go. Si el ritmo te lleva a mover la cabeza y empezamos como es. Mi música no discrimina a nadie, así que vamos a romper. Toda mi gente se mueve. Mira el ritmo como los tiene, hago música que entretiene, el mundo nos quiere, nos quiere, me quiere a mí. Toda mi gente se mueve, mira el ritmo como los tiene, hago música que entretiene, mi música los tiene fuerte bailando y se baila así. Oh yeah, that's that type of morning. If if you <laughs> if you just tuning in, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show. We're Canada's largest automotive radio show, but it's mostly not about cars. Uh, what were we talking about before the break? You were um, you were going into a thought that you were going to work out for me. Do you yes. remember what it was? No, it's really long gone now. No, I'm joking. I got you. Um, we were dealing with, or not really dealing. With, we were talking about how. Um, kind of necessities in that form of uh, people think wanting more is better when in reality it's just okay you're just kind of hushing your inner pain by buying all of these materialistic sure. things right sure but my question to you is now when you go out and you okay let's be real nowadays buying a car or having a vehicle makes your life much easier wouldn't yeah. you agree yes Jacob, yeah you too yeah right now on the other hand, yes, we pay taxes, we can catch the bus and go where we need to go. But then when it comes down to buying a vehicle, what's wrong with just buying the basic model? Why, why do you need to get the LCD screen with the navigation on it? You already have a phone. It's because it's, the machine tells you that you need it. End of story. That's all it is. The machine tells you that you need it. And if you don't have it, you're a loser. And people fall for this nonsense every single day. You know, one of the biggest problems or one of the most difficult things for me to say to a customer when they come in and see me, mm -hmm. you're buying too much car. You're buying too much car. Do you need this right now? And they're going to say, well, I'll buy what I want. Yeah, sure. You buy what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's my job to be that, you know, inner voice that tells you the voice of reason. Now, if you make a decision, I, I, I'm okay with you making your decision so long as you have all the available options. But you see, I don't think that we look at buying vehicles objectively. I think that um, buying a vehicle, and, and this is thank, you know, thank you to the marketing machine, they have turned this into a status thing for a long time, man. It, it, they've, they've played with your mind for such a long time. You've got me. Yeah, man, that if you don't drive a Benz or if you don't have a Rolex, you haven't made it. Yeah. You know, that's that's ultimately, you know, let's call it a spade a spade. That's what it comes down to. If you don't have a Benz and you don't have a Rolex, guess what? You, you know haven't what? made it. Mm -hmm. You haven't made it. And the reality is that most Benzes are leased. 
<laughs> so what are we talking about? It's like buying a Rolex on credit. Are you serious? Or wait, it's a, it's are you serious? Oh, phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. We have a phone call. Who do we have on the line, Jacob? We have George, who is talking about, I believe this is rust protection. Uh, George, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? And by the way, if you uh, if you want to have a question, call me, 289-275-9600. George, talk to me. Uh, hello, Greg. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, good morning and Happy New Year. For same, <coughs> same to you, for brother. You. Same uh, to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um I'm just calling to find out if it's a good idea to make a glass protection to a new vehicle. I just bought a new vehicle and um, just want to see if it's convenient to do a glass protection. Um, well, look at it this way. Um, how long are you planning to keep the car? Seven years. Seven. What kind of car are you buying? I bought a Kia Seltos. A Kia Seltos. Okay. Um, Here is my thought on rust proofing, okay? Do I think that you need it if you're leasing the vehicle? No. Do I think I need it if you you have the slightest inclination of keeping the car for more than five or six years? Perhaps. You see, here is the problem with rust proofing, George, is that, you know, for the most part, it doesn't cover surface rust. It covers perforation. That's what I understand of rust proofing. Now, I don't care so much about the method. I care more about the warranty. So if your warranty is a good warranty with your rust company, then I'd say go for it. Now, I don't like the spray. I never like the oil spray on, on, uh, to protect the vehicle against rust. Um, I know that a lot of people say that the rust module, which is an electrical system that is used to stabilize the components of your metal within the vehicle, uh, this is used on railroads or you know in planes. That's where the that's where the rust module comes from. Um, a lot of people say that because you can't see the spray of rust protection, it's not working. And I say I don't care whether you see whether the oil works or not. I don't care whether the rust module works or not. I don't care. What I care about is the warranty that comes with the system itself so now you have to be aware of several things there are some rust proofing systems that you need to bring in the vehicle for an annual checkup and there are some other ones that you never have to check the vehicle and then if you want to sell it and there there is some rust you can go ahead and get it fixed by the manufacturer Um, my suggestion is this get the one pay a little bit if you're going to buy it pay a little bit more and get the ones that doesn't require a annual checkup because you will forget Trust me, three years into the ownership of this vehicle, you will forget, and then they're going to use the clause to say, hey, you didn't bring it in, sorry, you don't qualify. You got to remember that most warranty companies are looking, it's like an insurance, right? They're looking for reasons not to pay uh-huh. you. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. If, uh, Thank you. if the fact that you're mm-hmm. asking me the question, it tells me that you have the proclivity to want it. And uh, if you do feel that way, I would say go ahead, get it. Because um, if you're going to keep the vehicle for seven years, the chances are that you're going to keep it for eight or nine or even ten. And if that's the case, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Great. Uh, may, I ask you, may, may I ask you a second question? Of course. Of course. Um, regarding your Jiu-Jitsu uh, Academy, uh, yeah. where is located uh, the Mississauga one? Where is located? Uh, is we are on Dundas and Ridgeway, so it's Dundas and 403 area. Dundas and Winston Churchill? 
Dundas and Winston Churchill in Ridgeway area. You oh, know that? Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I got it. Where is Home Depot to the area? That's right. Just right, to... right across the street. Okay, okay. I'm not too far from there. Now, uh, is uh, your academy also for children, like for my grandchildren, 10 and 12? Uh, yeah, I mean, our younger students is three years old. Our oldest student, I believe, is 68. And so we service okay. anyone okay. in between. Our, um, you know, we, uh, we service the entire family and the entire age range within a family. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 10, 12 is a perfect age to get your kids started. This is right before they start getting into serious trouble. <laughs> Right. Yes. So thank you so very much for calling, and I really appreciate your phone call, George. Uh, thank you so much, and have a happy new year. Same to you. Feliz año. Bye bye. Feliz año. The, uh, the number to call 289 275 9600 is the phone number. 289 275 9600 is the phone number. Uh, remember, whatever is on your mind, we are open to talk about. If you want to talk about cars, we'll talk to you about cars. If you want to talk about politics, if you want to talk about social conditions, psychology, jujitsu, tattoos, beards, you name it. We are a Pandora's box of subjects. Now, you wanted to ask me something about New Year's resolution, Jacob. What is it? What's on your mind? So I didn't make, and I'm with money. I don't usually make New Year's resolutions, and I didn't make them this year. I kind of did, though, because we all, you, me, Nick, Greg, we all have late birthdays. So what I did on my birthday this year is, which is mid-November, is I reflected on things that I thought I did well over my previous, my 22nd year, and three things that I would like to do better uh, for my 23rd year. So rather than a New Year's resolution, it was more so a you know, a, a, a birth year resolution, birthday kind of birthday resolution. Kind of resolution. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like anything crazy. Like one of them was literally just to stretch more, like nice. something that I just, you know, wish I had done. What more are you going to stretch? Ah. Like my, I don't know, <laughs> my, my hamstrings. <laughs> just like my, I'm so, one. people who know me know I'm like the stiffest person. So just like stretching it all. I mean, even I've come into this studio and I've complained to money like, oh, my legs are so stiff today. Do you yeah, work out? True. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, working out without stretching is a recipe for injury. Well, you know, yeah, well, that's the thing is I started working out more so in like, let's say August when I got back from my trip and it took, I just never stretched. And then I realized, yeah, you know what? I probably should stretch. Mm -hmm. So that's just one of my goals, like little things like that that I could do that I think would make my life better. So yeah. rather than a New Year's resolution. What else? I mean, other than stretching, stretching is a great start. You know, you know, mind, it's a great, great start. Um, but what else are you thinking about doing on your birth year resolution uh, plan that you put in place? Yeah, the other one that I, and I didn't want to do anything, you know, too crazy. I didn't want to set this crazy high bar. But one other thing that I set for myself was I wanted to put myself in uh, at least one new social setting with completely new people, uh, regardless of what that was. Uh, just because I think being in, you know, going through school, high school and, and kind of being surrounded. I'm lucky to have never moved in my life. So I've been surrounded by the same friend group for a lot of my life. Obviously, in university branched out, made some new friends. But especially when the pandemic hit and there was no in-person classes for me at university anymore. It had been, it's been a while since I've honestly since I've made new friends. And so I think that's something that I've always prided myself on is being able to develop relationships with people uh you know so so putting myself in a new place was something that i wanted to uh, try and do this year for sure 
You know, I I think that I can second that uh, because the 2022 for me was that year in which I I decided that you know putting myself up in limbo and never coming down to limbo with the commoners and and allow the regular people to come near me and establish some sort of meaningful relationship is something that scared that terrified me for a very very long time uh simply because of the fear of ab- of abandonment that I had uh you know I never wanted to let people get close because you know they might leave and when they leave they wreck you man on the way out and but this year I I made a different choice you know, I allowed people to get in. I allowed people to, you know, sorry, we, we have a, a, a ginormous husky in the studio right now that is, uh, uh, if you saw this dog on the streets and he looked at you, um, <laughs> you would, you would certainly run the other way. I, I want to take a picture of this guy and I am going to put it on my social. Actually, I want to put this beast on my Instagram story so you understand the size of a monster that this is. <laughs> Look at that face. Um, Tigger is the um, Tigger is the name of this of this monster. Yeah, yes. like like from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I don't know why you would call. He it. is the the. the um, you can attest to this money. He's, oh, he's the softest husky. Yes, yeah, he's a, he's a gentle giant. Let's put a, it. Straight. Very very kind face. Yeah. Uh, but come on, uh, Baba. The, <laughs> he's monopolizing our studio right now, uh, and I completely lost my train of thought. What was I saying? I, I, I friends. I, I, uh, yeah, people, yeah. I, I allow people to get in. And, you know, I think that everyone has the ability to amaze you. We just don't give people the chance. And uh, I have, I, I came out of 2023 with so many good people in my life that I thought, what the hell have I been doing? You know, I, I thought that I could do it by myself and maybe... You know, if you want to travel fast, you travel alone. If you want to go far, you go with somebody, you know. And uh, I think that I stopped wanting to travel fast. I I decided to go far. And uh, that was uh, the, those were some conscious decisions that I made throughout the year. But, uh, you know, I do understand that little by little and every day – um, you you need to start. You need to keep on working towards a better you. And and the best way to do it, and it's something that I have done in my you know in my adult life, because you know at some point, you see, for the most part, all of us truly we glide through life wrapped around in this cocoon of narcissism, in which we only see you know the world from you know through our eyes, and we never look within. We never really stand in front of the mirror and say, you know, maybe the problem is me. And uh, so you know the the, the moment that you start looking at the world from you know from a from a perspective that the only person that you are responsible to is just you and so long as you the you of today is better than the you of yesterday then you are going in the right direction um the last year I, I i stopped doing something that i have i'm i'm a ferocious I and mean, i'm talking insatiable ferociousness of reading I read a lot. I always have, even when I was a child, I would escape my reality, you know, through literature. And it's something that I, that ha- has helped me so much. And last year, I didn't read as many books as I would have liked to. You know, traditionally, I put myself a goal. I want to read, you know, 50 books every year. That is a goal that I have. And I figure one book a week is enough. And uh, usually I fall short. But, you know, for the most part, I have kept an average of about 30 books a year, which is, you know, it's a... 
is more than most yeah, that, people would ever read. That's pretty good. That's 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 good. Yeah, in in and look, I do that for my own personal growth. I do it for my own personal fulfillment. And uh, last year, uh, if I I maybe did half of that, maybe fifteen. But you know, look. It still puts me ahead of most people. Most people don't read, you know. It's, a, it's something that happens. And there are certain things that I wish that every young man would do. And unfortunately, we have romanticized youth these days in which youth, they, young people seem to know everything. You know, you can't, uh, we don't value age anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't look at our elders and say, you know what, they've been there. They're on the way back now. Maybe I should ask directions. I don't know. Because people have it glamorized, you know. Yes. Um, what's that? You got GPS. <laughs> well, yeah, they have glamorized it. And I want to elaborate a little bit more on this, uh, saying that we need to take a break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And for those of you who know, you know that before you make any car buying decisions, you need to come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, who are now in one location. So the old Infinity building has been repurposed, and we have moved the Infinity operations into the Nissan dealership. To serve you better. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Darcy Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! Dame como si fuera la última vez y enséñame ese pasito que no sé un besito bien suavecito bebé taqui 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 rumba You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on Saga 960, one of the last independent radio stations here in Ontario that needs to be protected, it needs to be supported, it needs to be endorsed, it needs to be heard. Uh, You know, we are one of the last right-leaning radio stations in the world, (laughs) which is bizarre. We live in a bizarre world. But anyways, you know, talking to young men is something that I uh, spend a great amount of time doing these days. And um, young men come and talk to me and they ask me, Greg, what can I do? What can I do? Help me out. What do I I do, sensei? (laughs) (laughs) Grasshoppers. And uh, look, man, I... I don't, I don't like the, the the notion of teaching. You know, when whenever somebody says I'm going to teach you something, uh, it, it implies that that you have monop, monop, monopolized knowledge that that you know that this is that this is finite. This is it. You know, you you understand it, and and I don't believe in that because um, you know it means that knowledge is not is not uh, progress. I mean, everything that you learn. 
eventually changes because you get exposed to new experiences you uh you know you you live a different life you you meet different people so when when it comes to sharing is the, is the word that i like when it, you know when it comes to instructing the young men in, that come into my life and uh, that i talk on a daily basis I, I i believe in the principle of sharing these are some of the things that i have shared will they work for you i don't know this is your journey, man. It's your life. You, you know, you are responsible for your life. But when it comes to resolutions, I mean, these are resolutions that every young man should be doing every day. Because I, I heard Dana White talking this week, and, and uh, he was talking about this generation is so full of weak people that if you slightest little bit of a savage, you're going to run over the entire universe, man. I can't believe you just said that about what? us. Ah. You, th- this, you know, this <laughs> this generation gets offended, gets triggered, gets like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. You know, dude, stop it. Stop it. You need to, if you turn yourself into a tiny little bit of a savage, like a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> if you learn, you know, if you learn how to fight, if you learn how to indoctrinate yourself into reading on a regular basis, if you learn the basis of economics, if you learn the basis of money management, if you know the basis of how to start your own business, you are, there is no, there is no chance you're going to lose there is no chance because this new group of people that are coming down our universities are like, we are in trouble, man. We are in trouble. What, do you, what were you going to say, uh, Money? I was going to say just because you place an order through the McDonald's drive through without saying please and thank you does not make you a savage. Just <laughs> highlighting that. <laughs> you know, people confuse being a savage with being rude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, you definitely. don't have to be a Richard Noggin to be a savage. You know, look at it this way. Uh, uh, Jacob was talking to me about how he hates uh, the uh, l- coming to work on Saturdays when it's dark, right? That's what you were saying this morning, right? Yeah, I want the sun. Oh, no, dude, I love it when it's dark out. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know about that. But you see, the way I look at it is different. I always try to get up when it's dark. I always try to get up when it's dark because I know then if I get up when it's dark, most people are asleep. And I'm doing work when most people are asleep. If I start my day at five, by nine o'clock, I've already put in a solid four hours worth of life into my life. So if you take four hours and you extrapolate it on on a weekly basis, you have another 28 hours a week that you have clocked of additional personal work. You do that a month. I mean, you're talking... You're adding days, perhaps even weeks to your month. And then you're adding months to your year that you're going to be ahead of the competition. And people don't understand the power of the slowest common denominator. Look at it this way. Okay, Money, I want you to pay attention to me because you're mm-hmm. concentrating on your, on your computer right now. Um, if you get up every morning, okay, and you drop down to the floor right beside your bed, Okay, you drop down to the floor and you do one push-up. Okay, every day. The chances are that you won't do one push-up. You will do more. You know, it's it, that's that's the lowest common denominator principle. And then every day you don't do one, you do maybe five, and then the next day you do ten. And if you do that 
every single day as the first thing before you even get out of your room. That is going to put you thousands and thousands and thousands of push-ups ahead of everyone else that you know that waits for the right opportunity for them to go to the gym and put their gym clothes and do a couple of, they don't even do push-ups when they go to the gym. So you see, when you do that, people forget the power of time. Mm-hmm. We don't have as much time as you think, but the time that you do have, if you do the little things right every single day, next thing you know, you've done it 365 times in a year. And whether you read five pages of a book a day, now you're talking thousands of pages of books every single year. Absolutely. Inevitably, you will be a force to reckon with. Folks, the next hour is the hour of the grievances. The hour of the grievances is when you call this show at 289-275-9600 and you complain. And you can complain about whatever you want. You can complain about your wife. You can complain about your husband. You can complain about our favorite dictator. You can complain about the system. You can complain about traffic. It's your show. You call. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople and the one price system in which your happiness is the only thing that matters. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shooting facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. good tune yeah it's a good tune undeniable that's drake right no it's french montana sway lee 
Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was Drake in the background. No. No? No. What do I know? This song was crazy, though, when it dropped. It was huge. Oh, it was massive. everywhere. Massive. Massive. And I didn't even know there was a, a Aladdin remix of it. The guy who produced the beats actually from Toronto. Who was oh, it? I think it's uh, Jägen. Jägen? Yeah, I think Jägen. You guys are speaking Greek to me right now. I thought it was Drake. Man, Money and I, we talk a lot. We talk a lot about music. Oh, yes. We talk a lot you know, about I, it. I love music. I don't listen to as much as I would like it to. I, you know, I try to just listen to podcasts. Yeah, I, what if, you know, you've got your, your, your reading a book goal, your 50 books. What if you split that time, you know, for every book you listen to, you or every book you read, you listen to an album? Nah. No, I, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm confronted with the choice of entertaining myself or educating myself, a hundred percent of the time I will take the choice of educating myself. I don't want to entertain myself. Entertaining is a suspension of your growth and I don't want to do that. Now, I know that from time to time, you know, we have to like, sure, you know, I'll take a break, but I, you know, to entertain myself, I don't use music. I use jujitsu. You know, that's when I need to go and do it. If I don't have jujitsu in my life for two weeks, I'm not a nice person. Oh. You know, I need to get those demons out, and, uh, and the you know, jujitsu mats don't lie. You know, <laughs> there is always a bigger dog. <laughs> so whenever you're feeling strong, go to a jujitsu school. It'll yeah. humble you humble in ways you that. You... Now you mentioned that you wanted to come and try it out. What what made you think about that? New year, new me. No, I'm joking. I just I'm like might as well. You know, just give it a try tried almost anything and everything else that I've wanted to so well. really is uh is 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 except jumping out of a plane I'm, I'm gonna do that and sometime July maybe you know I, I thought about that yeah. uh, and one of the main reasons why I haven't done skydiving yet is because you know after you do that what else is going to be exciting like you're literally jumping out of a plane like five kilometers up in the air yeah, you just go higher and, and higher can, and higher yeah, that that is that, yeah, that is unreasonable you, to no, me. No, mind you, the first time you have to do it with the instructor, and I think there's like certain levels that you have to get before you do your own. Solo. Yeah, you've got to be trained. You got to be yeah. certified to be able to do. Yeah, it exactly. Your own. So the first time they won't take you up that high, but like you're pulling the cord, I think. No, but some, you st you're still literally jumping into nothingness from a plane. Yeah. Uh, that that defines my nightmares. So if I do that. And I survive it, you know, without having a heart attack on the way down, mm -hmm. then nothing else will be exciting again because that is the absolute biggest rush in which you've confronted with your mortality. Is like, you know, if so many things could go wrong. And uh, once you survive that, it's like, that's it, man. You know, then <laughs> not, then going 100 kilometers an hour on your motorcycle or, it you know, doesn't. you push it to one. 30, yeah. 40, 150, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Once you push it. a motorcycle, it's never the same. You know what I do, miss? I, I've been jonesing for my motorcycle. You know? I, I'm not going to lie. That's one thing. I really want my bike back. What What did you have? Uh, Kawasaki ZX-6R. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle, Jacob? I have not. The closest I've been was in Asia. I rode like a motorbike. A moped? A mo I don't know. Is it a moped? Yeah, I, I don't it's know. a okay, moped, moped, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. Yeah, no, I know. No, I didn't know count. you drove a motorcycle. Yeah, no, I have. I've been riding for about like six years. Yeah, and, I, got, I got my license in uh, Vancouver Island. I think that every man should at some point in his life ride a motorcycle. Oh, 100%. Totally Why? worth it. You will never see a, um, a Harley parked outside a therapist's office. Mm-hmm. 
That's so true. You know, I think that when we when we go through life, it's so not present. I mean, uh, often you talk to people that are not in the same room as you, and they're literally sitting across the desk, like Money, for example. He's been staring at his computer for the last hour and a half. He's not here, except yeah. when he chooses to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, with a motorcycle, if you're not present, you die. That's true. <laughs> you know, if you if you're not paying attention mm -hmm. at everything around you, the road, the cars, the lines, the holes, the animals, the air, your speed, yep. if you're not paying attention, you you're, will die. You're bye-bye. Where you where your eyesight is or where your vision is, that's where you're going. So if you're on a bike and you're saying, "Ooh, pretty sign." Guess what? You're getting real close to that sign. Yeah, is um it, it it is quite a liberating experience. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't ride as much as I would like to. Um I'm I'm a pretty busy guy and I'm still at 51 putting a solid 15 hours of work a day, every day. I'm not talking, the only day that is an exception is Sundays, but I still work on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, I see my kids in the afternoon, um, and I don't write as much as I would like to. You know, my, my daughter and I have reconnected because, you know, she was mad at me for a long time, and oh. she rides. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she rides. She she got her motorcycle license, and uh, uh, she rides a sport bike. I, I have two motorcycles. I have a Harley, and I have a Honda, Ooh. a CBR, Ooh. and... Uh, I um this year I'm hoping that every time she's around we're gonna go for a ride and and that is something that we can do as a family you know Definitely. what I'm saying yeah and uh, you know if I know her right <laughs> it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun ride I remember um, at one point Jyoti actually wanted to get her bike license too oh really yeah and then uh, right now uh, my brother-in-law he wants to get his um but the deal again with the entire family is um I can't ride solo I have to ride with people around me and I don't blame them. Yeah, Even, I, I've I've witnessed some pretty bad accidents here. Just parked up at an intersection, and you see a guy in a motorbike, and next thing you know, he's he stopped, like whatever, waiting for his light to change. Next thing you know, he's in the middle of an intersection, kind of scattered everywhere because buddy behind him just couldn't hit the brake. Well, look, man, you know, um, everything is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely, you know, you step out of the house, you test and fate. You know, we never know when our time comes. That's true. That's and true. the only thing you need to do is just to be ready whenever that comes. Just to go with a smile on your face, because we never know when our time is next. Mm -hmm. You know, while I was uh, while I was in Chile and we were celebrating New Year's after New Year's, they asked me to. Uh, they asked me to speak and it's weird because when I left I was a child and now I am the oldest one of the grandkids and uh, all my uncles are older now they were you know they're in their 60s and 70s so um, as per the prime I am the main guy right now in the family even in Chile and uh, you know one of the things that uh, that I found it odd to talk about was the fact that every time I leave Chile and I say goodbye to somebody, it may be the last time. You never know. Yeah, it may be the last time. Like, you know, since since I went to Chile last, we lost two of my uncles. In Men in the Carrasco family don't live long, and, and that's a terrifying thought. Mm -hmm. So I have always made it a point to live my life ferociously. You know, stay wild, just Go, man. Just go. That's why I don't have a bucket list. Because whenever I feel like doing it, I would just do. I'm not going to wait. Mm 
I'd refuse to wait anymore. And, uh, you know, more mistakes have been made through indecision than by making the wrong decision. Who is this? That is Jyoti and that's Preet. And that's their uh, their little things. That's thing one and that's thing two. Thing one and thing two? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Do they know that uh, we have them broadcast right now to national? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, Jyoti slapping her face, I think. Yeah, now she knows. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's wearing absolute no makeup. Yeah. That's good for you, Jody. Yeah, you <laughs> Good go. for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, I am, um, you know, man, that was a, uh, what was, oh, yeah, that was, that's, that's the last time. I mean, you, you never know. And, you know, not being prepared for your own mortality is something that, uh, that I refuse to accept. You know, we need to embrace the future and the way that it comes and, and, and take it from there for sure. No, absolutely. Just, you know, take me as I am or watch me as I go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. Now, I still don't know your car situation. We've tried to talk about this for a long time, and I still don't know what you're looking at doing for your car. All, okay, for now, um, well, you did get a you did get a message for a mechanic. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, shout out to the person. Who was that, by the way? Um, I'll, I'll give it to you after we're done. Yeah, but oh, no, sorry. no, not the mechanic, the person who sent you the link. Uh, his name is Joe. Thank you yeah. so much, Joe. God bless you. Um but yeah, uh, situation. Now, I'm not sure if I brought this up but the last time we were on air. I heard a rumor that there is no more vi- uh, fixed rate when it comes down to uh, getting vehicles at dealerships. Is this is this is this a false rumor or a true rumor? Um, that makes no sense. Okay. Who, who, who told you this? I, I you, you know, know me, just on Reddit. No, 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 no. I no. think that, uh, I mean, unless I, you know, while I've been gone, everything changed. Um, mm-hmm. Our car loans are fixed rates. Okay. And uh, they're open loans. So you can, you can guarantee that rate for the duration of your loan and you can pay it off whenever you feel like. And there are no penalties for you to pay in your car loan early. And that's, that has been the rule for, since I, you know, at least for the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. um, yeah. unless that's changed now, and but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I would have okay, known. Okay, so it's just one that. of those little rumors that are just whatever, right? Yeah. Second follow-up question to this: Now, mm-hmm. you, I do know that in the near future, Ontario kind of passed that hey, it has to be all electrical vehicles being sold at dealerships, right? Uh huh. I don't know whether to buy a used car or a new car at this point because in the near future, if these vehicles are not going to be permitted to be sold or kind of around, why would I want to buy a new gasoline vehicle? I think that as a society, society, we need to fight this with all we have. Uh, I don't think that's a thing. I think that the moment that uh, our favorite dictator gets thrown out of office, all the stuff is going to be reversed. It's, it's, it's unsustainable. Uh, the um, you know what what the liberal government right now by by pushing this uh, all electric cars by 2035, I think that the mm-hmm. uh, the deadline is is unsustainable, folks. If you are deluding yourself into thinking that every single vehicle on the road is going to be electric car by twenty thirty five, you you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. We don't. Have have the electrical grid to sustain that sort of power draw in our system. Uh, right now, we don't have it. it. Never mind 2035. The reality is this, that we still need power to generate that electricity. <laughs> Where do you think that's coming from? It's just that I... I don't know if I live in an alternate universe in, the, in which I see things differently or I'm, I'm just that dumb that I don't, I, I don't see the writing on the wall. I just don't get it. The Gregverse. 
Yeah, Jacob, am I am I crazy on this? No, I've had that thought too, and it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty scary thought. What if we're all using EVs and there's just, you know, yesterday, for example, there's a powder outage in my area and that was affecting a lot of Midtown Toronto. Oh. You can't charge your car when that happens. So there's a chance, very good chance that, you know, if more people are relying on EVs, we might have a lot more power outages, which to me is a a bit of a scary thought when that's going to be the way you rely on getting from place to place. But at that point, if you have a Ford Lightning, you can power your own house. What? Yeah, apparently the Ford Lightning, the F-150, apparently can power your house up to three days. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Okay, but if the grid goes down, how are you supposed to you still, the truck yeah, yeah, you're still yeah, stuck. I, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I do believe that this push for electric vehicles is all about government control. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. There is no true benefit to the environment with an electric car. There isn't. And I know you've been, you know, if, there is one of our listeners that is going to come and call me and lecture me about electric vehicles. You know, I'm just, you know, this is a personal opinion. I'm not saying that I'm right. It's just my opinion. Okay, you can challenge me all you want. You can read all the books that you want. But, you know, when you really start stepping back and think, okay, is this something that can be achieved? No, no, sorry, it won't work. And, you know, do you really think that electricity prices will remain? They're pretty high right now. But do you really think that they're going to remain at what they're at right now if every single vehicle on the road is an electric car? Absolutely not, because now you are relinquishing the power that you have to power your vehicle and independence to the government that decides when you can and cannot drive. You're basically opening up your wallet. That's what's going to happen. And also, all this new technology, all the new vehicles allow for more control over your own actions. You know, they can literally shut your car wherever you are right now. They can. Is that what you want? Like, literally, is that what you want? Because that's what's happening, and I, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. Look, in the history of the universe, <laughs> we have never been able to rely on government to do what is best for the people. I'm sorry. I am sorry. If you think that the government knows best, really? Is that what you're implying right now? And bigger government is never the solution. So now, when you when the government is pushing all car manufacturers now to sell you something that you may not, may or may not want to buy, why don't we let the the free markets decide? Let the consumer decide. If the consumer thinks that there is value, there is a value proposition that is strong enough for them, and the vehicle cost and the viability of the product is something that the customer wants to adopt, you will never have to force it or. Put policy to enforce consumer behavior. Look what happened. You know, I'm going to give you an example. When this is before your time, but when beta came, you know, with with you know the the tape, the tapes, the videotapes, mm. beta came into the marketplace. Uh, they came in. You this know, is prior to VHS tapes, the VCR yes, ones. Yes, so okay, they yeah. was it was prior to that. Okay, and uh, then everybody started to use Betamax for their videos. Betamax. And I'm gonna Google this. Yeah, Google it because this is before your time. 
and see if you can see it there on Google. Oh damn! Okay, so it's, it was basically a, a, a VC or a, a VHS, a smaller, a smaller, but basically tape. cut in half. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So that was Betamax. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, VHS came in, into the marketplace, and there was a natural progression of the markets because at the time we had some something that could resemble to be a free market in. Involuntary exchange of goods and services It's not that way anymore The moment the government intervenes And in what the consumer patterns are Purchasing patterns become they, you, you are just You're done You're done You, yeah. you know this is, this, is a, this is an authoritarian state Right So the government never have to put policy To sell you VHS Guess what happened People just bought it Because it was more an, a more reliable More efficient system Mm-hmm. And then VHS has take, had taken over the world, okay? It had taken over the world. And many CDs came, compact discs came around. That's what came around, right? Floppy disks. No, no, no. This no? is, no, no, this oh, is after, okay. way after, way after. So compact discs came around and everybody started to buy these little tiny CDs. Like they were tiny like this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we thought maybe that's the future. But then the regular CDs came around. And you didn't have to put policy. Guess what? People saw the value proposition on CDs and they remain in power for a very, very, very long time mm-hmm. until the internet came around and the, and, and the web came into place and then everything became obsolete. Look at it another way. When iPods first came out, mm-hmm. remember those little clippy thingies that you would stick on your clothes? That that was the thing. We all had a mini and portable iPod, and then you have the big nano ones. You know, yeah. remember those big ones with the yeah, screen? Those were awesome. They were yeah. awesome. Yeah, sure. Until the smartphone phone came, and it ruined it because it was a better value proposition, in which the government didn't need to put policy in order for you to have a smartphone in your pocket. So now you have everything in your pocket. You have the knowledge of the universe in your pocket and you spend it scrolling on TikTok and Instagram looking for TNA. Come on. Speaking Come of TikTok. On. Oh. What about man, nothing? I just saw this really nice video of a dog. It was just Really? Eh? That's what that's what money does. Goes to TikTok to look at videos of dogs. Yeah. I do not believe you. I don't dear know. sir. I think okay, that's fine. like I, you know what that is? I think that's like the equivalent of me when I was waving the marker in the air. Uh-huh. Money money interrupting that 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 rant to talk about a, a, a dog TikTok that he saw. I don't it's know. Cause, no, cause Listen, it's up there with if the you're a grown man and you have TikTok, there is only one reason, well, actually two reasons why you go to TikTok. You're looking for TNA and you're looking for twerking videos. Come on. You know, I am speaking truth and your, your denial. You I know, didn't deny you, it. Your I'm just denial saying, I came across ex- a video of a dog. I'm just saying. Exposes you. Your denial exposes <laughs> deny you to the true. truth. I can see Jacob <laughs> smiling on the other room there, you know, trying to deny, but you know that this is a- I don't have TikTok. A- I don't use it. Oh, but you have Instagram. I use it. That, yeah, yeah. That's you look true. For the, you look for the same thing on Instagram, dude. So yeah, you know, it's, don't... it's actually pretty amazing how Instagram has just <laughs> oh, pretty much yeah. become TikTok. And on YouTube, too, with YouTube Shorts. <laughs> I, I, all, I, I can't com- fall into YouTube shorts. I just It's going to be a thing, though, now, especially because you can uh, – creators are going to start being able to make money 
Oh, off of, so you, off oh, of wow. video, off of sh- uh, sh- t- YouTube Shorts, the way they do off of their videos. So YouTube's basically taking TikTok and Snapchat, yeah, pretty much, idea and just said, "Hey, much. it's ours now." Yeah, and, nice. and you know it's the uh, the YouTube Shorts are actually pretty interesting because you can really go down that rabbit hole. It's, it's fascinating what they've done. They're, you know, essentially YouTube is becoming all the social medias in one. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what's becoming. But uh, you know, I I I do listen to a lot of lectures on on, on YouTube. Um, um, you know, it's it's my go-to place to to watch. Sorry, general question for you: Do, yeah, do you podcast more on like uh, streaming platforms, or are you more of a sit-down kind of laptop? kind of closed eyes I, let's sit in a corner by no, no 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 it's usually on my phone oh because you're in, on the go kind of podcast yeah, okay. yeah i'm always gotcha. on i'm always on the go i mean yeah I'm, do, you, I'm, do you feel you retain more uh, more information and more knowledge like same thing with you jacob do you feel like you retain more knowledge and information when you're kind of secluded and in the zone or when you're multitasking I, I can multitask like nobody's business. Um, and then still retain information. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, this, <laughs> when I was kicked out of four schools before the age of 13. Out of boy. And, uh, you know, out of boy. There <laughs> you <attaboy>. go. <laughs> I, I have been creating chaos since a very, very early age. And, uh, yeah, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you very thank much. You, uh, you know, and, uh, and receiving this award, I want to thank me uh, oh, oh, for being. Uh, what was that Snoop Dogg that yeah. said that? But anyways, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you made me lose my train of thought again, man. No, so you kicked out of school. Kicked out of school. Yeah, but we. I was getting to a point that I completely forgot what I was saying. I was like, the, do you multitasking? Do you Oh, you what do I absorb more yeah. information? Yeah. No, I can multitask like nobody's business. And, uh, you know, what I thought was ADD uh, when I was growing up, because that's what they thought I was, you know, you know, attention deficit disorder. I just, I like to do several things at the same time. At any given point, I'm doing two or three things. End of story. And on that basis, I feel that I can absorb my knowledge better when I'm actually working out, when I am cooking, when I'm cleaning, when I'm doing work and responding to emails, I, I, I get that information better. But also, um, I get whatever I get out of that is better than not doing it at all. If I have to sit down and read, I don't have time to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take a short break, folks. The, the phone lines are open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. If you have any car questions, if you're looking at buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, squashing a car, trading a car, this is the place for you to call. Uh, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Call me. We'll be right back. My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. Se jodió la 
vecina no sé qué bebió, el vecino no sé qué prendió, a la gente no sé qué le dio, pero todo el mundo está loco, todo el mundo, todo el mundo está loco, todo el mundo rayó del coco, yo solo sé que montaron. And we're back. Oh, don't forget that we are being uh, streamed live on... Where are we being streamed live? <laughs> uh, YouTube and Facebook. Those are my hands. Yeah, those, those are your hands there. Uh, we have a caller. Who do we have on the line, uh, Jacob? And see if we can uh, we can find the, 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 the phone call. Yeah, we have uh, Dominic. And yes. Dominic is talking about selling cars privately. Dominic, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. Happy New Year. And how can I make your life better this morning? Good, good, good morning, uh, Greg. Good morning. Um, I've been listening to you for a long time, and you're always preaching never sell a car privately. Yes. So I ended up trying to sell my car privately, and it, it didn't go well. And I just want to let your, uh, your audience know that uh, don't believe the prices that you see on Auto Trader that you can get this and get that. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't work out for me, so just to let you know, I'm calling to let you know that. So you call in to let me know that you didn't listen to me? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. You see, this is the reason why, okay, hold on a second. This is the reason why experience yeah. is so expensive and wisdom is free and nobody wants to listen to wisdom. You know, everybody thinks that they're smarter than the system. Everybody thinks that they can find a way around. Everybody thinks that they can find a shortcut. Sorry, it doesn't work, folks. Do not get into the trap of thinking that you are going to do better selling the vehicle privately or buying it privately. Then, you know, Dominic, the amount of horror stories that I hear, not on a monthly basis, not in a semi-monthly basis, in a weekly basis, the number of horror stories that I hear about people buying vehicles privately and actually selling them privately is something that would make the hairs on the back of your spine just stand up and people refuse to listen. So let them. Let them. Fortunately, fortunately, I ended up selling it, but uh, it was nerve-wracking. They're meeting with the buyer, and then uh, you don't know if they're going to come back to you, if there's any issues with the, with the card. So, yeah, just let your listeners know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, best thing is actually just when you're buying your new car, just, just take the trade in. Less headaches. And you're out and done. Anyway, so. Thank you, Dominic. I really I, appreciate it. And I hope that you never sell another car privately well, again. Was, and you listen to I, me for a change. Greg, What's that? While I was on hold, you could hear your conversation, by the way, while I was on hold. Oh, that's great. You're, 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 yeah, so just so let you know that anyway. Thank you, brother. And, uh, right. you know, thank you for calling. Uh, the phone lines are still open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And thank you so much to my producer and my co-host here, Money, for allowing private conversations to be heard while we were on hold. <laughs> hey, listen, if you're on hold and you hear Money swearing, uh, you know, with the most foul mouth that you can possibly think of, um, you know, don't hold it against him. He's, that's just that's just that's him. <laughs> this that's that's just how he talks. You know, just going back to this, uh, you know, this this phone call that we got from Dominic. You know, I have been sharing with you folks for years 
uh, not once, not twice, but I'm talking hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times that I have heard over the last 30 years that I've been fortunate enough to work in the car industry, the horror stories that come out of selling and buying vehicles privately. It is quite possibly one of the most... It's, it's one of the, the most insane things that people can do with their personal safety, with their finances, and with their transportation for several different reasons, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a few. Number one, you never know if the person that you're dealing with is a criminal. <laughs> you have a complete stranger showing up at your house not having any understanding of who this person is, their background, their, you know, their criminal background, their criminal history. You have no idea and you get in your house and in your car with a perfect stranger. That should be the end of the conversation right there. And then not only you get into a vehicle with a complete stranger that could be a murderer, a criminal, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this. This happens all the time. You get into a car with a complete stranger that could be a criminal. Then this person knows where you live. Wait, before anything, before that, you let them drive. Hold on a second. They know where you live. This is before you even let, leave your house. They know where you live. They know your name. They know your plates. They know, they know who's home. They know your phone number. They know everything about you, okay? Then you let them drive your car. You give them your keys to your personal vehicle. You know, if one of these guys pulls out a knife or a gun and says, get out, you're done. You are done. I gotta ask, how many times? I gotta ask one thing. What's your reaction when you have a customer kicking the tires of the car before buying it? I have never seen that. Oh no! Okay, never mind. Like literally, like literally, physically kicking yeah, yeah, the tires. You're on Kijiji and you're looking at uh, cars or some stuff, yeah. and at the bottom it usually says uh, no tire kickers, no low ballers, and no tire kickers. So you think that that is a literal thing? No, literally, uh, yeah. Is it? No. Is it okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I, explain I, that to me, a, please. A tire kicker is somebody that is just like literally looking at cars without any intention of buying a vehicle. They're just oh. wasting your time. Okay. That that is uh that is a <laughs> that okay. you're cute, man. That's that's no. uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you know, you you get into a car into your car with a complete stranger that could potentially kill you. Like literally, they could kill you. And this has happened here in Canada many times. And I am sorry about the victims, right? You know, we've all heard what happened to the guy with the F one fifty. I don't I don't remember his name, but um, then you let them drive your vehicle. If they pull a gun or a knife on you and they kick you out, that's it. You you're finished. It's done. The, your car is gone. Okay, then if you're buying a vehicle from somebody, you don't know, number one, if they're the owners of the car. You don't know if the vehicle has been a write-off. You don't know if the vehicle has been branded. You don't know if the vehicle came from the U.S. You don't know if that vehicle was stolen and they're reselling it to you. You don't know anything. Have you seen those videos of uh, uh, deep fake yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I've seen those, yeah. You know, they can do that with people, man. You never mm-hmm. know who is actually saying it. There are some, you know, some pretty interesting fake videos. And when it comes down to selling vehicles, there are some pretty credible uh, documents that somebody can give you. They can give you an ownership that lo- that actually looks like an ownership. I believe that. They can give you a car proof that actually looks like a car proof. 
of the vehicle that you buy and they can give you a use ident- identification vehicle package that you I couldn't tell the difference between the original and a fake one wow so you you really don't have any recourse the moment that you give that money to somebody and they give you the, the moment they give you their money you you know actually it it happened to me once I, I I'll talk about this I've done a bunch what? of case studies hold on a second I've done a bunch of case studies um selling vehicles privately to see what happens, right? And uh, one time, I was selling this old coupe Mercedes. It was an E350. It was an older one. And uh, I put it up for sale, just as a case study to share here on the show. Private, right? Yeah, just, private, privately. Okay, okay. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, just yeah. to see, you know, put on the, you know, just Greg C. There was my okay. name, so people didn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. So I met this guy up in Thornhill, somewhere in that area, the Sorry. Bathurst and Highway 7 area. And the guy showed up to pick up the vehicle, and um, I gave him the ownership, and he gave me cash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't have Canadian, uh, all the money in Canadian cash. He gave me a bunch of um, U.S. cash, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I took it. No problem. Whatever. Off you go. Next thing I know- You didn't wet your hand a little and check the notes. No, no, no. I checked it. I okay. mean, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty intelligent guy, man, and this is what I do for a living, yeah, right? But course. I took the money. It, it looked Everything looked legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing I know, uh, all the uh, the bills that I gave that he gave me were fake. They oh. were, Yeah, they were all, it was all fake money. Yeah. And uh, then when I went back to him and I said, dude, you know, what the hell? He says, I never give you that. And what could I say? What mm-hmm. could I say? Nothing, yeah. So I was taken for, uh, I don't know, it wasn't a lot of money. It was about, you know, maybe $2,000 or so of fake cash. So, uh, you know, whether he knew that the money was fake or not, mm-hmm. I don't know. He gave it to me. I It seemed legit to me. And uh, when I went back to look at it at the bank, the bank was the one that told me. He says, Mr. Carrasco, this is fake money. And I said, what? He said, yeah, this is a look. And they showed me a bunch of things that they do to check counterfeit money. And it was not, it was not real money. Mm-hmm. So I was taken for a ride once. Then another time I was selling us, uh, an older Audi TT again for the show. Every few years I will do the same just to see if the patterns are, you know, the same. I actually, I may do that over the next, you know, few, few weeks and see what happens. And, uh, I had so many people that were coming to see the vehicle, wanting to drive it. Many of them, they drove it. They said they were going to the bank machine to get the money. They never came back. But many of them were actually dealers. They were wholesalers that were just hustling me into selling them the vehicle for less money than what the vehicle was worth. And I never once felt safe because, you know, if you take a check and you release the car with the ownership sign on the back, that's it. The car is theirs. Mm -hmm. And if the check doesn't cash, you are out of luck. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know if the money is fake and the check bounces, you are done because by the time that happens, the guy is gone. But there's no middle ground there too because think about it. If you're the buyer and I'm the seller, yeah. what's the option? Uh, you, you're going to say, or I'm, uh, it's my vehicle. I'll tell you, okay, how about you send me the money? When I get the money, I'll sign and give it back to you. Yeah, but then- it's How do a, you know I'm going to sign and give it back to you? How do you know I'm not just going to take your money and just run off? That's why you, it's a mutual exchange. It happens yeah. on the spot. But, uh, you know, that's one of the risks of, I mean, that's the biggest issue when you're selling a vehicle privately. You never know who you're dealing with from, from a seller and a buyer standpoint. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a car dealership, I know that you may not like car dealerships, and but folks, I got to tell you this, man, you know that- 
are they are there some bad dealerships out there for sure i worked in one and that was a pretty scary place I didn't last it very long, and the name of this place is Voldemort. They must not be named. Okay, they must not be named. Yes, sir. Well, it's not not exactly on the same scale and magnitude as being as cars, but I got scammed when I was thirteen. What over a video game? Oh, God, <laughs> it I was a, a hockey video game where you built like a team around like these virtual cards, and a guy that I was talking to over Facebook that I met in a Facebook group said he'll give me a hundred dollars for one of my cards. <laughs> and I was so young at the time. I'm like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, jackpot there. Of course. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, uh, he was like, yeah, I'll just send yeah. you a, I think it was a, he said he was going to send me a PlayStation gift card. Oh, okay, never mind. So he sends me the code and I try putting it in. I remember the, the feeling of my stomach just sinking when I tried entering that code in. It didn't work. Like, this code is not valid. <laughs> I was like, no, no way. This Dude, the, the, you know, the scams are so sophisticated out there right now. You know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you two very quick. Actually, you know what? Why don't we just take a break and I'll tell you a couple of two, two stories of very good friends of mine that got scammed in the most ridiculous of ways. And to this day, we make fun of them because I can't believe that they fell for this. Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity. The phone lines are open, 289-275-9600. I guess the slackers are sleeping this morning or they're still nursing the hangover that they got from New Year's party. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. unbelievable how quickly three hours go by uh you know before the breakup we were talking about people getting scammed in 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 the most ridiculous ways um so two to you know there are three or four phone calls that are coming through right now folks i know that you want to call the show but when you wait for the last 10 minutes of the show it's difficult to get all those phone calls on um so you know is um you know we'll get to them when we get to them um one of my salespeople, uh, this this lady is a good very good friend of mine is uh, she was working for me for years she got an email from me saying I, ne- I need your help you know i don't i don't have access to my phone but i need you to go to the store and buy um a bunch of uh, gift cards 
So it was about a thousand dollars worth of gift cards, and uh, and send me the codes because um you know I'm I'm using them and giving them away, and I can't get to the store or my phone. Can you do this for me right now? So she replied, "Black, absolutely." So a random because, person. Uh, yes, yeah, from you know it was an email that I, it was com- from my email account. Oh, okay, right? okay, yeah. And uh, so she read it and said, "Absolutely." So she got she got out of the car. We know went to the store, bought the gift cards, sent all the codes, oh. <laughs> sent all the <laughs> sent, sent, sent all the codes, and then she left the cards on my desk. So when I showed up at the office that afternoon, I thought, "What Thanks the hell the are the, no? What the hell are these gift cards doing on my desk?" So I asked my sales manager, and I said, "What what are what are this? Who put them here?" And he says, "I don't know." And then I asked somebody. He says, "Oh, uh, you know, this sales girl <laughs> left them oh, there because God. you asked them no." And I said, "What?" <laughs> so I went and asked her. I said, "Yo, <laughs> what's what, what's with these gift cards?" And she says, "Oh, I, you know, I, I hope that it helped." And I said. What held? <laughs> said you didn't ask me about the gift card. I said no. Why would I do that? That's funny. And she goes back and checks them all, and sure enough, they they had all been cashed. Oh. And I think it was about fifteen hundred dollars worth of gift cards. My God! And um, you know, I I'm not gonna give money back for stuff that I didn't ask. I mean, yeah. you got you got scammed. So I felt really bad for her. I mean, That's honestly, your lesson to be learned. Yeah, yeah, it's a lesson to be learned. But I had nothing to do with that, so I'm not paying for it. And another one. Was uh, my best friend, but I'm not his best friend. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know. This is this is Kurt. He is the cheapest person I know. Like there is not even a close second, dude. Is he is so cheap? Is d- uh, dude? He had <laughs> he had his wife <laughs> walking around with a w- one of those flip phones until like a year ago <laughs> because he didn't want to spend the money on buying her a smartphone. Shout out, huge <laughs> shout out. I rate him. <laughs> I rate him. <laughs> you know, one time he came in for service, and uh, he says, "Oh, Greg, you know the uh, there's a funny noise coming out of my <laughs> coming out of my the rear end of my van." So we take the vehicle into the shop, and it's literally the calipers pressing on <laughs> on the actual rotors that had been worn to the actual metal. He had never serviced his vehicle oh because that's God. that's just him, and he doesn't he doesn't want to spend anything. You know, whenever he spends a dollar. His his um his sphincter goes like <laughs> so. Anyways, I had an an iPhone eleven that um that was for sale. It's brand new. I you know I spend a lot of time in business. I do a lot of business on my phone, so I like to have the newest phone. End of story. Mm-hmm. And my phone, it's a it's a pretty powerful phone. I mean, it's it's an expensive. So I. I I told him what I wanted for the phone. He said, no, 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 dude, that's too much money. So then a couple of weeks later, he says, I, I found a new one for less money. And I said, yeah, hey, great. Go ahead. So he went ahead and met this dude at a local Tim Hortons, and uh, he was given a box with, uh, you know, wrapped up. It was a brand new iPhone. And uh, they charged him, I don't know, seven or 800 bucks. So, <laughs> so he called me super proud. He showed me, said, hey, look what I scored. You know, I, I knew that if I could save some more money and blah, blah, blah. And it's like he was bragging to me. So he got home and then he goes like, hey, Greg, why is it that I can't use the phone as a phone? I can only use it through Wi-Fi as an iPad. And I said, I don't know. Well, the the phone had been stolen. And uh, whenever an iPhone is stolen and it's reported, uh, they lock it. So you can never use that phone again. 
Mm-hmm. So this, all the serial numbers are <laughs> on a database. So to this day, his that phone kids, is just paperweight. <laughs> the phone is used by his kids as an iPad because they can only use it, you know, to just browse and stuff, and you can never use it as a phone. But this is very, very simple stuff. Now, I understand that you and your sister were also scammed. Yeah, yeah, it was early in the days. What, what did you? What did you do? So this was MSN days. MSN days. I had oh, a buddy man. who messaged me telling me, hey, uh, I bought a phone off this guy and it worked and I didn't believe him at first. And he's like, no, I swear if it works. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I approached, I approached Jyoti. I'm like, yo, Jyoti, you know, you, you want an iPhone? I want the new uh, uh, HTC. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay, cool. 900 bucks. <laughs> 900 bucks. Till this day, I have that receipt. I have that Money Mart receipt. <laughs> money Mart yes, receipt. Because we had to transfer the money to an email, and if this account was in Florida and everything. And... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I messaged the guy after, and stupid me say, hey, bro, the phones aren't here. And he's like, oh, they're stuck at customs. You're going to have to send another $500. And that's when me and Jyoti knew that we got scammed. So. Oh, dude, man. And, Good times. And, and folks, when, when I tell you about not selling vehicles or buying vehicles privately i'm look man you do what you want you 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 think that you can outsmart the system a system that is in place to make sure that you people like you get scammed go ahead but uh, i for yes sir but just one just before like the show ends why wouldn't you like this is just me speaking out of it when i was getting rid of my car yeah I got paid like almost close to nothing at the dealership, but I was trading in, trading it in. Yeah. And I understand, of course, yes, the dealership has to make their money somehow, but really, do you really have to give it to the guy really that low? Well, look, I mean, you need to understand that there is something that is business. Mm-hmm. I can't buy the vehicle f- you know, from you for the price that I'm going to sell it. Fair. Yeah, of course. There's no profit margin of that. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I don't have to buy it from you. Yeah, fair. But you can go and assume all the risk if you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, there is something to be said. People people don't understand this. You know, if 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 I buy the vehicle from 10 because the vehicle is worth 10 on auto trader or you think it is worth 10 in the auto trader, how much am I going to sell it for? 13? Mm-hmm. 14? Nobody's going to buy it. That's true. So, you know, basic economics is something that escapes a lot of people. And they think, oh, you know, I'm not going to let those crooked guys at a car dealership make some money. All right. No problem. Go ahead. Expose yourself. And then don't come call. You know, the number of people that call me after the fact, you know, I said, dude, man, I can't help you. I can't do anything. Or, yeah, or, or they buy something that they shouldn't buy because they think that they're smarter than everybody else. And, you know, when something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. It is. It usually is, but that is a hard lesson to teach someone when they don't want to listen. You know, like you've heard me say this many, many, many times before. You cannot wake up somebody who is pretending to be asleep. Wow, that's deep, man. That was deep. Well, that's right deep. at the that's, end that's, of the hour. That, Whoa. That's deep. My third eye just woke up. You know, pe- people, people just people should write this stuff down, man. You know, is a I should I should charge for this sort of wisdom that I drop here every single Saturday morning. It's unreal. Yeah, okay, if people would listen to this show on the show alone, you could have a better life. I can tell you, man, you can have a better life. Use some basic principles that we talk here on the show. Mindfulness. And, and boom. Sure. You know, overuse, you know, is one of the most overused words in the English language other than love. 
you know, is mindfulness, love, you know, everybody talks about it. Nobody does it. So stop it. Cut it out. You don't even know what it means. You know, most people don't even know what that means. So if you use some basic principles of the Carrasco show, you can live a much, much, much better life. And just like that, we get to the end of the show. Three hours again. You know, next week, we are going to talk about watches. Yeah, one, one of my passions. I'm gonna call a buddy up. Yeah, we are going to talk about watches. We're gonna teach you, you know, what sort of watch you should, you know, as a young man, you should be, you know, wearing on your wrist because there is something that a watch says about you that is important. You understand, you know, the stages and when to buy them and so on. We're also always gonna talk about cars, but you know that if you want to speak to me personally, you need to come and visit me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity because I live at this place. Now I haven't lived there for the last two weeks, but uh, I will live at this place from going forward today and Monday and uh, people need to come down to Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity why uh, Manny because something's happening here at Oakville Nissan dot com so real and dark Think of the tender things That we were working on Slow change They pull us apart Wanna life get in your heart, baby Don't you forget about me Don't, 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 don't It's been an honor serving with you all Autobots, roll out!